The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. I am Mike Noble, joined across the table by Caleb Noble. And we are super excited to have you guys back for 2022. It's been over five weeks, almost six weeks, since we've taken the airwaves. Uh, we got a nice little nice rest and relaxation over the holidays. Hopefully, you guys got that as well. Uh, those of you who celebrate whatever it is you celebrate, hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you're staying safe out there. And uh, there is a lot going on in the sports world. So we have we are really excited to be back, but we have a lot to talk about. Uh, some big changes coming on our podcast. We think, we think, we have some pretty cool guests lined up. Obviously, we're going to have the guys back who helped us out so much. Last year, shout out to, to Mike Godar, shout out to Deep Hagel, shout out to Matt Stewart, shout out to Rob Wallace. We'll definitely be in touch with those guys and have them on quite often. But I think we've got some pretty cool guests lined up. At least we're working on it. Working on some pretty cool things that we think you guys will be really, really interested in. And getting some perspectives from maybe some sports writers, maybe some former players, maybe some current players that we're talking to. Who knows? Uh, from Not just here in St. Louis, but from around the country. And uh, I think we're pretty excited about that, right? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. I'm obviously not going to say any, nope. anything yet because it's not set in stone, but yeah. I don't. I, I don't really know what to say without saying anything. Correct. So. We will. We will. Hey, we will let you know when we know. Yeah. When everything is 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 firm. Is that what they say in the business? Set in stone. Set in stone. All right. Uh, Caleb leaves Sunday for U of I. Pretty excited about that, right? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Um, yeah, I'm ready to go up and actually be in a classroom. Has Brad Underwood contacted you? No. Not at all. No, he hasn't. Because we know the run that you sent our Redbirds on. So we figure maybe and you to will be, be fair, hey, you, maybe will they will they bring Chief back and put you on horseback? And definitely, nah, no, probably shouldn't that's do that. definitely not going to happen. But and to be fair, the first Blues game I went to, um, they're playing way better than expected. After I started going to the Blues game, so I think I just bring magic with me wherever I, I go. It feels like that. It feels like that could be the case. Uh, celebrating that and knowing that he's leaving, he is sitting here in this very sweet throwback Giants Barry Bonds jersey. Uh, we just wanted to go ahead and, and give a big time, I don't know if we should give it a shout out or an F you to Dan Shaughnessy in Boston for once again filling out his, uh, taking his MVP, or no, Hall of Fame ballot very, very seriously and putting one guy, Jeff Kent, on it. He should be, his, his um, rights for voting should be stripped. Absolutely. And not only that, they need to make it way hard for people to vote in the Hall of Fame for the MLB. Uh, I've seen a they lot of stuff. They have editors that have never written about baseball in their life, just edited voting in the hall, for the seen, Hall of Fame. I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter today. Look, and, and I'll even say, I, like, I almost respect a guy who says, fuck you to the system. I really do, because we know the system is so flawed. Yeah, but you're saying but I don't know that, the players. Right, and I don't know that that's what he's doing. If he is... Then I apologize and shout out to Dan Sean. No, but I do not believe. I d- no, right? I disagree because if you want to say if you want to make a change, then don't vote. But you going out there and hurting p- players who should be in the Hall of Fame. There are guys on that ballot who didn't do steroids who should be in the Hall of Fame. So if you're promised steroids, then vote for Scott Rowland. Vote for Jeff Kent. Honestly, yeah, he's fine. But also the other guys like Barry Bonds that probably made your ass a lot of money. Boston Globe you work for. I know David Ortiz made your ass a lot of money. So vote for him. And stop being a little. Con- I don't. I no. You keep going. I'm going into the that business, so I don't want to make too many enemies. But it's ridiculous to only vote for Jeff Kent. I personally think Jeff Kent's a Hall of Famer, but he is probably the 15th person on that list that should get in the Hall of Fame in order. So let's not be voting for him over anybody right now. Uh, if we're if we're gonna be fair, I I've seen a lot of talk on Twitter today as the Shaughnessy stuff came out 
about uh, revamping the system. It obviously needs revamp. Nobody seems to have a clear-cut answer. But I think starting with the guys in the Hall of Fame is a decent start. Now, we all know, look, you can't take bias out of this selection. It's impossible. Unless you were to put it up to, uh, what's the what's the robot that goes around Schnooks? What's its name? I don't know. Okay, well, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, just say Roomba. There we go. Right, unless you leave it up to the robot. That's the only way. But the players, the players... The f- I, I don't know if you include the fans somehow. I don't know the no. answer because there's too again, much bias involved in Well, fans. there's bias in everything. There's bias right now in these sports writers. Yeah, but to be fair, and the bias with the sports writers at this point is is ridiculous. But if you want to be fair about um, the Hall of Fame process in the past, excluding steroids, because that's going to be polarizing, they were given no guidance from the commissioner on how to vote on it, which is a big problem. If he would have come out and said, "Well, we weren't enforcing it then, so just let those guys in," and the guys that were suspended. After the survey testing, which was just a joke of a process, so the A-Rods and all those guys, just don't let those guys in because they were suspended. But the guys previous don't hold don't if don't take anything away from their careers based on that because we didn't enforce it. They had an opportunity to do that, they didn't. So it was kind of a free for all of what's your moral high ground here for the writers. But I don't I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought. But it's <laughs> it's really annoying to me. I. Well, we we've like seen Barry Bonds is a Hall of Famer. And like if you didn't see him play, I didn't even see much of him play. I've seen highlights, but if you watched that man play at any point in time of his career, from the first pitch you saw in the major leagues to the last one, and then think you were seeing one of the greatest players to ever play a sport, any sport, then I don't know any, what you watched. Any of these guys who are sitting out there trying to be the moral high ground at this point need to. It's time for them to stop their stop because you made a lot of money. During the '90s, if you were a sports writer, and these are the guys who aren't voting for them, so, and also, so that was the, like that, there's a reason baseball was. I'm not going to say dead, but after the '94 strike, it was in trouble. And so, if the, if MLB, the sports writers included, are going to turn their heads to what was going on, and here's the other thing, guys, we can all sit here and say that we know the Barry Bonds, that we know the Roger Clemens, and that we know the Mark McGuire did steroids. It, it's not hard to look at the the proof of hey, we want to trust the science today, right? But not a one of them tested positive. Nope. Not a one of them had any league, uh, what is the word I'm looking for here? Ramifications. There we go. Ramifications placed upon them at the time that they were playing and making billions and billions of dollars for the MLB. And who? what two players saved baseball, Dad? Well, there were three. No, two. Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire saved baseball. Well... Cal Ripken's streak had a lot to do with it. That's fine, but the home runs chase between Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire single-handedly saved baseball, and now you're blackballing those two. That being said, Sammy Sosa, not a Hall of Famer. Mark McGuire, not a Hall of Famer. But the guys... Sammy Sosa had... The thing with Sammy Sosa is, first off, his war is garbage, not even Hall of Fame level. And his defense is the worst defense of history. It's he not. corked a bat, and <laughs> his prime was like not very long-lived, and it was like one-fifth, one-fourth of his home here's runs during like a five-year span. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. He has a 59 career war. Eh. For oh, a guy that has 700 home uh, runs almost? 609 home runs and an OPS plus of, of 128. That's not All even right. good. Hold on. Hold on. From 1993 to 2004, that's an 11-year run. He had 25 or more home runs in all of those and 30 or more in all but one. Okay. That's a Hall of Fame. Okay. Look, if, if, here, hold on. Let me finish. If everybody is going to say we're going to judge people on their 10-year career, on their best 10 years, which is what I think the Hall of Fame should be. Sammy Sosa was an elite player. We're talking about 
Um, an MVP. I don't agree with you. Hold on. Let me finish. We're talking about an MVP, and we're talking about a one, two, three, seven-time All-Star over that 10-year reign where he was hitting 30 home runs a year and driving in over 100 runs a year while slugging way above 500. Hit, many times above 600. Hitting over 25 home runs every year for 11 years as an outfield slugger doing steroids. Okay. With, I'm not done. As an outfield slugger doing steroids with no defense, that's not a Hall of Famer. Okay. If he didn't do steroids, those stats wouldn't be there. And that's why he's not a Hall of Famer. Because before steroids, that dude was not a fucking Hall of Famer or even close. So David Ortiz shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. That's not proven. That's a survey test. No, 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 no. We're not talking about steroids. Out. You said while not playing defense. No, it's not what I said. You, yeah, there, you did. No, here's the thing. You if said, well, not, not playing defense. But he was actually playing position where he was playing defense. He, first of all, Sosa was not was playing right field in, in Wrigley. He never hurt anybody. He had a strong, very strong arm. Was always known for having a strong arm. He didn't hurt. Yes, he, wasn't he did. Look at his there. defensive metrics. I, I don't, he has like a negative five I, I don't war. Care. I don't care. When you look at those 10 years, you can't tell me that that man doesn't deserve look, to be What stretch in his career did he have like the 60s and 60s every year? 60 home runs. How many years in a row did he hit 60, over 60? Uh, he hit three out of four. So how many were they? 99, and then 2001 he hit. 64. So that's 120 home runs. That's a that's uh just under a, just on over a fifth of his, under a fifth of his home run career okay. home runs. And that's because he was doing steroids and Look, corking a bat. Here we go. He was suspended. Oh, I, not that's for, my line. Not he for was, steroids. He was suspended for cheating. He's for not a hall of famer. Corked bat cheating. <laughs> Imagine doing steroids. Okay, so, steroids okay. inducing your muscles Caleb, up, how many and guys, having a trampoline. How many guys do we have in the Hall of Fame who were suspended for putting for spitballs? Go look. That's time. a dumb rule. That <laughs> that's a dumb rule. It's not it the same. The, it's the exact same. It's not the same. It's, it's the pitcher's it's equivalency. It's not the pitcher's First equivalent. All, we, we've gone is, where we didn't. I wasn't yeah, trying no. to go on the Sammy Sosa train here, but Sammy Sosa deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Based off his ten-year run. Because you can one, have that opinion. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer without steroids. How, Therefore, I'm not going to give him the credit of being in the Hall of Fame because he wasn't a Hall of Fame player before he did steroids. When, when do you believe he started steroids? Probably when he hit when his home run jumped up from 30 to 60. Well, he hit 33, 25, 36, 40, 36 before that. Okay, then when it jumped up to 65, that, that's, that's when everybody's jumped up that year. One, many people believe the ball was incredibly juiced. At look, i.e., Brady Anderson and Luis Gonzalez take a Luis look. Luis Gonzalez was guys. also doing steroids. Probably again. So, but our argument was we're not keeping those guys out because they that's never. Not my argument. My yeah, argument is there's players whose greatness transcends the fact that they Ima- did steroids. Imagine having your museum. I stop calling. No, it no, no, no. It's that's what so, it that's is. disrespectful to the people it, that no, worked their whole okay, life to get um, in. Uh, stop calling it that. I'm it, tired of that. I don't care. I hate that. I don't care. Jeff Passon goes on um, that tirade uh, about that. It's true. It. No, it's not. It's it's the greatest honor you can get as a baseball. player. I agree. So stop calling it just a museum. That's not what it is. But it is. I've been. It's the greatest honor of all time. Have you gotten in? Have you done the work to get in? You haven't. Sammy Sosa did. No, he didn't. And he should be in. So should McGuire. Yeah, he did the work with help. Should be in. From steroids Absolutely. and a cork bat. And I don't even think it's close. And he, it's not. He's not. You have, a guy, you have a guy. There's in a reason your, he's not even talking. You have about a guy that. in your game. He is. He's on the. He's on the ballot. He's not talking and about. Many people voted for him. Okay, they, they didn't. Barry Bonds and um and Clemens both were at like sixty something percent. Sosa was at like twenty four. There's okay. a reason. I, I'm going to tell you. I believe he should be in. If you're going to put David Ortiz in, different. He's won the greatest postseason hitters to ever live. Sammy Sosa didn't do any of that. Well, that's he not got the three champ- were terrible. He got three championships in Boston. Like, what did Sammy Sosa do in the playoffs? Not get there. 609 home runs. You're going to keep him out of the Major League Hall of Fame. Because half of those home- all of those home runs are tainted, actually. Okay, so, so then... Because so not only was he cheating... So, we can't, so you're he was saying double keep cheating. steroids guys out. He was double cheating, and his war still wasn't above 60. So, so you're saying keep the steroids guys Barry out. Barry Bonds... No, Barry Bonds was a cheater. His war was 170. 
or something. We're not comparing Sammy Sosa to Barry Bonds. We are, because those are the guys you just said keep all the steroid guys out. No, Barry Bonds is the one them. that's in. I want them all in. I don't. And A-Rod should not be in either. Well, A-Rod crossed the line. That's where we agree. That he Sammy Sosa crossed the line. That's why he was suspended. He was cheating. He was suspended for corking a bat. That's helping you hit a that's, home run. Single-handedly help you hit a home run. Using spitballs is helping you change the way that you're throwing a ball, Caleb. Let's go back to the 1930s when they were using spitballs. Now they're using spider tack. Okay. Who's your favorite pitcher? I bet he used it. Roger Clemens? There was a spider no, tack he was, in the No, he was the, using pine tar and juicing. He was just throwing gay. Come on. Again. Again. He's a Hall of so, Famer, though. Thank you. So is Sammy Sosa. He's so is Mark McGuire. Anyway. Anyway. Derek Gould put out his ballot. I appreciate him putting that out there with the guys who go to The only guy I really don't agree with, I don't know that, and I'm not, I'm not picking on, Derek Gould knows a lot, right? I don't always agree with him, but he knows a lot. Fair. I don't, I, I don't know how you don't put Billy Wagner in. I asked him, I did not get a response. <laughs> I said, can you just, and I did it very nicely, can you just explain to me why Billy Wagner's not in the Hall of Fame? Had a lot of people on Twitter who agreed with me. We're in the same boat as I was in. But I did not get a response. Billy, Wa- Billy Wagner is the greatest left-handed reliever to ever live. John Franco's the only lefty with more saves. But he's not. But the no, talent, no, 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 no. I'm the just talent saying. and the t- and yeah. the Billy Wagner had, had like one bad season in his whole career, and he was hurt. Like I, he I was agree. absolutely I, dominant. He's a Hall of Famer. John Franco's not a Hall of Famer. And, and Todd Helton, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's a Hall of Famer. I, 300, 400, 500. Not many people would ever do that ever. In the 300, 400, 500. 300 batting average, 400 oh, on base, 500 slugging has barely ever happened in the history of the game. And yeah. everyone else who's done it is in the Hall of Fame. Where do you stand on Bobby Abreu? Not a chance. Uh, he's I don't care about get in. No, he's definitely not going to get in. You don't think so? Not even close. Big push for him. Dad, did you? We, I watched the end of his career. 60 war. Okay. He played um, for forever. Yeah, I, I don't know. 2,500 hits? No, no. Dad, no. Well, how yeah. many home runs did he hit? Well, I'm telling you, Gould voted for him. How many home runs did he hit? Um, he had 288 Get home runs. Get the fuck out of here. Right. No, he's not well, a home Well, he run. did have 400 stolen bases. I don't care. He did have an OPS plus of, yeah, of 97. So explain to me, Derek Gould, why you're voting for Bobby Abreu over Billy Wagner. He's not a fucking Hall of Famer. So, no, I, I'd like to know. Did you ever watch Bobby Abreu play the game of baseball and think that's a Hall of Famer on the field? Uh, no. But so I, he's not a Hall of Famer. <laughs> but I did think that's going to be so sick. Yeah, you thought that I, was I a would have, guy if, double. If, you, if that's the hill you want to die on, not putting him in, whatever, I don't know he's going to get in anyway. I think he, first of all, if we're going to be honest, for 90, 98 alone, McGuire and Sosa belong with a plaque in Cooperstown. But also, let's not forget that McGuire, until Peter, did Alonzo break his record? I don't remember. Uh, McGuire had 49 home runs as a rookie. So let's not Peter forget Alonzo about that. Record. So let's not and so forget Aaron Judge that, that Mark McGuire was, in a, he was on the 84 yeah. Olympic team. He was a stud at USC. They were both great players, he, Dad. His numbers, they weren't Hall of Fame players. I guess they don't stack up to the other guys. I but think also, I think you you talking about it being disrespectful to the guy to the guys that are in there. His McGuire's a sixty two WAR with five hundred eighty three home runs. That's a Hall of Famer at first base. Thank you. That's a Hall of Famer at first base with an OPS of one sixty three OPS plus. Dad, that's you, a, no no no. You can't look at that. That's a Hall of Famer. You can't look at that and then look at the that he was hitting sixty home runs in the middle of his career. You guys he was hitting forty nine at the beginning. Yeah, but then what in ninety eight seven when no one was hitting even thirty home runs. How, how about this? The I, they need to have a section of the Hall of Fame. I've never been there. And they already do have a memorabilia section, but a section that tells the story of the game so people can stop with this bullshit narrative of you can't tell the story of baseball without this. Well, guess what? You can't tell the story of the 2000s, the early, late 2000s, early 2010s without talking about Tim Lincecum. That guy does not belong in the Hall of Fame. 
So I don't like but, that okay, argument. I, 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 what I'm going to tell you is I believe that Mark McGuire is a Hall of Famer. Because for his, every year that he was healthy, every year he was healthy, Sands won. He had over 30 home okay, runs in his maybe career. Maybe he is a Hall of Famer, Dad. Say that. But he didn't get in. So why the fuck does Sammy Sosa's ass get in? Okay, I guess you're missing my point. I'm looking at this ballot. My 10 are very easy. It goes... You know, you know the song. It goes Reggie, Jay Z, Tupac, and Biggie. Yeah. All right. So we're going Barry. We're going Clemens. We're going. If, yeah. You want to put Todd Helton in? I'll jump on your train there. Uh, the question: Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent. What do you think there about those two? <laughs> Both are Hall of Famers. Really? I don't know. Andrew Jones is a no doubt Hall of Famer. Re- okay. He's the greatest defensive center fielder of all time. And he has 500 home runs. Interesting. Almost. Interesting. Oh, I don't think he has 500. 400 runs. something. Uh, David Ortiz. We're putting him in. We're, I'm putting Roland in at this point. I've been convinced that I, I, Roland should be in the Hall of Fame. Hands down, one of the best third baseman. Right. I'm putting Schilling in. I'm putting. Where do we stand on on, on Schilling and Sheffield? See, we're gonna have to okay. come back and have this. Discussion okay, we're, okay. Later before date we do that, Schilling, we have, gonna, Schilling would never get my vote because he said he didn't want the vote. So grant him the access to going. And do, I hate him, by the way. He's a terrible human. But grant him the access of going. That, to again, the we're not. Community. We're not. We're not. I know. Also, at that. but the thing is, he's a borderline Hall of okay, Famer. People don't talk about that enough. I understand your defensive argument. With Andrew Jones, but you also make the counter argument with keeping Ozzy out of the Hall of Fame. Um, Ozzy didn't have 400 and, and home hold runs. On, hold on, Andrew Jones has a 62 WAR, the same as Mark McGuire, an OPS plus of 111. He played less. 50. And plays long. Uh, I don't know that that's true. Wasn't Andrew Jones done by 35? Like he had, he played in 2,200 games. How many? Well, how many seasons did he play? He played in 17 seasons. Okay, how many home runs did he have? 424. Don't talk about Ozzy then with him. I'm not. I'm saying, though, McGuire. 16, you watched it. McGuire. First of all, McGuire, 400 less games, six, one less year, uh, uh, an OPS plus of 52 more than, than Andrew Jones, and a war that was the exact same. Okay, that's So fine. how can you tell okay, me that Andrew, Andrew Jones, Jones is a no-doubter, because but you're not going to put Mark McGuire in Because he played a position and was the best defensive center fielder of all time, ever. Oh, so you think he's better than Griffey yes. or Yes, his stats bear it out. He's better than them by a lot. I don't know if that's true. How, did you watch, you watch Andrew Jones play, right? Also, we're talking about Dad, a guy. Yes, I answer did. Answer my question. I, I don't know did that you, Could you have named Griffey. five players at that time that were more talented than him? No. Absolutely. No, you couldn't. Really? All-around talent? I don't know if you could name Bonds, five. Griffey. All, okay. All right. No more. Manny? No. Absolutely. No. Who's also on the ballot, by the way? Manny should not get in the Hall of Fame. Because I get it. I get it. Because what do you... Anyway, McGuire, Rookie of the Year. Um, one, two, three. Uh, okay, let's go through Glover, the rest of your ballot. Nine, ten, eleven All-Star games. Okay, go through the That's ballot. That's Hall of Fame. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so we got ten. All right, so let's go through it really quickly because we have a guest coming on here very shortly. Yeah. So we got a... I think a, we've run out of time we have, a little bit. We have. That's all right. Abreu, yay or nay? No, not yet. Bonds. Yes. There's one. Uh, Mark Burley. No. I love Mark Burley, Same. but no. Clemens. Yes. Two. Carl Crawford, Prince Fielder. Negative on both. No. Not, not I, love, either, I not, love Prince, not but even that poor discussion. guy with his injuries. Uh, Todd Helton. Yes. That's three. Ryan Howard. No. Tim Hudson. No. Tori uh, Hunter. Tim Hudson has a cool case, but no. Tori Hunter, Hunter has a good case, too. He's not. No, he doesn't. He's not. He doesn't have a good um, case. Andrew Jones. Yes. So we're, are, we're Now, I'm just going to say we're putting Andrew Jones in, but we're not putting Scott or Jimmy Edmonds in. Uh, Andrew Jones was a better hitter than Jim Edmonds. No, no he wasn't. He's not a even. fielder. Oh. He wore more gold gloves. We're gonna, we Andrew gotta Jones is incredible. Next, okay. next podcast, we're doing this. Uh, Jeff Kent. Yes, Hall of Famer. So that's you've already put six in. That's five. Wait. Bonds, Clemens, Helton, Jones, Kent. That's five. 
Lance Kim Moore, no. Joe Nathan, we're okay leaving them out. Ortiz. Yes. Six. Papelbon, Peavy, Pettit, Przinsky. No. Przinsky, interesting, really bad war, though, no, by the Brzezinski's way. No, Przinsky's not a Hall of Famer. Well, hitch-wise for a catcher, he he's forever. up there. I get it. So that's six. Manny Ramirez, you're saying no. A-Rod, we're keeping out because, also, we're not even going to get into the, the Manning cast that they're trying to do with A-Rod. Yeah, I, love, I do love Michael Kay, though. Okay, well, I hope that he's the only one who talks. <laughs> All right, uh, Scott B. Rowland. Yes, he's in. Seven. All right, Jimmy Rollins. No, not All sure. right, you're saying no on Chef, on Schilling. I'm saying no because he doesn't want to be voted for. So okay, I'm so we got seven. Uh, eight is Sheffield. Where do we? He's in. Sheffield's eight. Sosa is a yes for me. No for me. Okay, but he's going in. Nine. Teixeira, Vizquel, Billy, Wag- Billy, Billy Wagner. Wagner. There's our ten. That's your ten. I have nine. I'd vote for nine. <laughs> <laughs> a Sosa. man who has 600 home runs if out Mark of Mark, the Hall of Fame. If Mark McGuire's on the Hall of Fame, I'm not putting his bitch All ass right. in. Hey, not doing wait, it. welcome back. <laughs> nice to be with you guys. Guys, we're going to take a break. We're on the other side. we got Matt Seward joining us. Uh, we got a lot of NFL. we got to talk about the Natty. Uh, Caleb wants to unveil his new hockey talk. Or No, we can't call it that, but we got to come up with Caleb's gonna. we got to come up with a name for Caleb's hockey corner. The hockey corner. Are there corners? There's not corners on the rink. No, they're like oval. They're, they're rounded edges. Okay. Uh, hey, we're, we'll be right back. Hang on. We, we've got our Hall of Famers. That's my ballot. I'm going to send it to Derek Gould. He will not reply. No. He usually replies to me. He did. I had a really good talk with Brendan Schaefer last night on Twitter until, I hope he's listening, by the way, until he jinxed me. He asked me what my bets on FanDuel were. At that point in time, Alabama was winning. I was winning that bet. They're winning by one. They, I was winning that bet. They're I was winning, winning by that one. bet. I had them plus two and a half. I was winning that bet. I had uh, Bolden with his with his yards and the and the under. I did hit that one. And you know what he told you know what he, you know what that man said to me? He said, "Sounds like you're going to have a great night." I asked him. I said, "Do we understand how jinxes work around here?" He went radio silent on me. So I blame I blame Brendan yeah, Schaefer so without, for my losses Without last Brendan night. Schaefer, Bryce Young won the. I feel that like pick. he must be a Georgia grad. All right, let's get Matt. All right, well, hey, we got Matt coming in. We will be right back. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Welcome back, everybody, to the More You Noble Sports Podcast. Uh, once again, thank you for joining us. It's really nice to be in year, I guess, year 2022. It's got to be better than 2021, which was supposed to be it better than, so which was supposed to be better than 2020. But here we go. New year, new brand, new us, right? Uh, it was nice to be back arguing over the Hall of Fame last time. So we'll, uh, We'll, we'll be better next time, but Kale will be better. He's going to learn about how Sammy Sosa should be in the don't Hall of Fame. Don't act like I don't have the knowledge and, that I need to make, And he's going to make educated. Gonna, he, he will come on and apologize. Uh, hey, we are really excited to have our first guest of Season 2 join us. Obviously, if you listen regularly, thank you, first of all. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, you know Matt quite well. He's been on with us quite often. Uh, we love having him on. Um, lead writer for at FF League Winners Fantasy Football Guru. Jalen Hurts apologist and a man who's going to come on here and tell us who, uh, uh, how, well, I don't know how I want to say this. A man who's going to come on and tell us how he was wrong about Derrick Henry because the King could be coming back next two weeks to get it going. Guys, welcome everybody. Matt Seward. How is everybody doing tonight? I'm glad to be here. What's up, buddy? Not much. Living the dream, living the dream. Do you, uh, you have a good uh, have a good break? Have a nice little holiday. Yeah, it's been a it's actually been more of a roller coaster than not being on break. I thought my life would be a little more relaxing when school ended, but it actually got more wild. So 
Oh my. Are you when do you go back? Uh my first day is the twenty fourth. It's a little later Ooh. than you. Ready to go? I'm I've been ready. I'm so ready to start back up. How much longer do you have? Uh couple of years we're still probably looking at honestly all right all right take your time enjoy it <laughs> i'm trying yep all right let's hey let's get this train running let's get the the, the midnight train to georgia running Memphis. well that was one also but there's also the georgia train i don't want to go to georgia right uh something to georgia last train to georgia what, what's the train to georgia that's going anyway go dogs go dogs that's all i've got just because they won doesn't mean i'm gonna say go dogs <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I will say, I will say go, go dogs just for the fact that, of course, the one time I bet on Alabama, they lost. Same. Hold on. I saw your tweet last night, and you said you're riding Georgia minus two and a half the entire way. Yeah, so I was riding Georgia two and a half. And then about midday yesterday, I overthought and overthought myself, and I was like, I can't bet against uh, Nick Saban. I can't bet against Alabama. I can't bet against the best quarterback in the nation, all that hoo-ha. And, of course, I – flip-flop my bet at like 3.30 in the afternoon yesterday, and I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, as I, I talked about a little bit in our last segment when Caleb and I were talking, uh, I got jinxed last night in Alabama. Look, can we do – hey, Nick Saban. Nick Saban, you're, you're winning. You get a big turnover. Why don't we run the ball? Robinson's running the ball right up the gut all of a sudden on Georgia very well. We get the ball back and we're leading. Why with your own passes? Because you, you're not going to – I don't know. I mean, he wanted to use his best weapon. Robinson's a pretty damn good weapon. You don't have a best weapon. Robinson is not Bryce Young. You, you have nobody on the outside anymore. Once Williams went down, it was done. Yeah, I actually agree with that that statement there. I think the moment Williams went down, it flipped the entire game on its head. I mean, it's different when you're throwing passes to two five-star wide receivers in the first game against Georgia before Mechie went out. But when you lose both, I mean, you're throwing to obviously not two five-star wide receivers that have played in that offense all year. Uh, the playbook has to shorten up, and I didn't see Nick Saban really shorten the playbook at all. So I, I, I just think he honestly got out coached by Kirby Smart. And I'm not—I don't want to sit here and act like Georgia was some underdog because they have five-star recruits all. Well, over. they were favored, right? And and they have five-star recruits all over that team. I mean, that defense is faster than I think any college defense I've seen in recent memory. So I—they weren't a dog, but for Nick Saban, well, they were—they were the dogs. True, but like for Nick Saban to get out coached was something that I I, I wasn't expecting to happen i'll say this like that's the first time in my lifetime i've seen a, a national championship where the number one seed is the underdog like we're the number one team in the nation in alabama because i don't think underdog. anyone was tricked into thinking that the last week and a half of the season i'll be um made alabama a better team than georgia well i mean they spanked georgia, georgia the was SEC a better team than alabama the whole year they both had one loss okay who won well, but Alabama beat Georgia. What I'm saying I is, I think the voters weren't tricked into thinking that just because mm-hmm. Alabama beat Georgia when Georgia was already locked to be in the Final Four, and the thinking that Georgia was now just two spots worse than well, them, here's the, because that's where they were right. You're probably right. And here's the thing I heard all day yesterday, Matt. So I'm sitting listening and, and watching uh, all the sports prognosticators, and everybody's on Georgia. Literally everybody's on Georgia. And uh, all I keep thinking is, well, the, when everybody goes one way, right, when everybody zigs, what do you do? You zag. There we go. We zag. So I zag. Should have zigged. Should have zigged. And all I could think was, uh, well, all they kept talking about was, oh, the second team who that they played each other when they played for the second time, they're 0-4, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I'm like, oh, well, this is it's Nick Saban. 
It's Bryce Young. Also, I don't know that I believe Bryce Young's the best quarterback in the court country. No. But we'll talk about that later. He did win the Heisman. Shout out to him. Well done. But all, but I was like, so I'm going the other way. I, t- I went heavy Bama, and I did not do well because of it. Uh, but again, hey, can we get Will Anderson at that point in time to go ahead and play offense? Will, Will Anderson is the best player in the country. It's not even close. I think I think uh, he's going to be the number one draft pick in 2023. I think he's just flat out electric. Do you think he sits out next year? I hope not. Yeah, I, I, could, not I could see why he would, but I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. It worked out for Jamar Chase. It didn't work out very well. But now that granted, that was COVID. That's a little bit. Yeah, different. it was COVID, and his coach was fondling college girls. Here's what I'll say: I wonder if Bama won last night. If he sits out, that's two straight titles for him. Uh, two straight natties. And then he said that he's he is the if he came out right now he'd be the number one pick in the in the draft. Yeah, I think he's better than Aiden Hutch. Uh, sorry, Aiden Hutchinson. I think he's better than Kevon Thibodeau. I think all three are going to be studs too. So, so I think I. I think I think the NFL is about to get a buttload of infused youth on the defensive line. It sure seems like it, and and also on the offensive line. I'm actually not as sold on the offensive side. I, I I'm not. I know everyone hypes up Evan Neal, and I think he's going to be good. I just don't think he's going to be. As good as people like, I don't. He's not a top five player for me as he is for a lot of other people. But I did see somebody's mock draft today, and we won't get too far into the draft because it's way too early for that. But it's I did never see, too early for that. <laughs> I did see somebody's draft board, and they had uh, Jameson Williams as the number one wide receiver, which I'm kind of intrigued by because I think Garrett Wilson and Alave. I, I'm intrigued to see how that goes down. There's there's a deep wide receiver crew this year. Yeah, the wide receiver class this year for me is just absolutely loaded. I mean, you could even go down even further, look at Drake London, look at David Bell. I mean, if George Pickens declares, you have George Pickens, you got Sky Moore. I mean, this wide receiver class is going to offer a lot of upside. I I love Garrett Wilson's my wide receiver one from Ohio State, uh, followed by Traylon Burks from Arkansas. I mean, just studs. I mean, Jamison Williams is so fast. I think, well, now he's not going to have a combine, which just hurts so much. Yeah. But if he were to have a combine, I think his numbers were going to, shock the world so well shout out to uh shout out to stetson first of all great name stetson bennett the fourth yeah like how many how many horse ranches does that family own uh, like, <laughs> they, have, they have to own a lot uh shout out to him evidently i did not see the interview evidently he was on good morning america hammered this morning yeah well done he deserved it look talk about a guy who, who bet on himself as a walk on to georgia went to juco route went to georgia bet on himself Watched as Georgia brought in five star after five star and four star quarterbacks to take his place, and all he did was lead him to a natty. Uh, after I'm sure for after they lost Alabama for three straight weeks until they beat Michigan, the talk was who should start uh, in that game. And shout out to that guy, man. I I I was rooting. I wasn't rooting. I was rooting for my pocketbook for Bama to cover and to win, just so I could win. But I'm glad Georgia won. I'm not a Georgia fan by any means. But there's really no reason for any other, at this point, division to even play college football because the SEC is going to win every year. Yeah, you. I think it's very evident the talent discrepancy between the SEC, really not even the SEC as a whole, but really the top end of the SEC compared to every other college. I mean, I thought Michigan is a good program. I think they're a good football team, but they hold no candle to a Georgia. They don't hold no candle to Alabama. We, I mean, we had our chance as a – Group five school in Cincinnati to make some noise in a college football playoff and why we should include group fives. And then they get absolutely uh, 
beat up and bruised by Alabama. And to get into that game a little bit, I think they should have let Desmond Ritter play a little more. I wasn't happy with the coaching. I think they held back. They were trying not to lose. Then it felt that way. They looked very unprepared they after did. having weeks of time to practice. Yeah, they looked unprepared. Right. And, they, and, and I'm not saying that. I'm not. That's not a shot at Fickle because I think Fickle's a fantastic coach. And also, shout out to him for staying there. I think that's awesome. Let's let's. I mean, since he isn't, that's a that's a really good recruiting area. When you can recruit Ohio and Pennsylvania and Kentucky and the Appalachians, yeah, that, but that's, they're never going to recruit. There's a lot of talent I mean, I there. I guess, but then you're never going to recruit the top end guys to go to Ohio State. I mean, he's he's going to send a lot. Of, he's sending a lot of guys to the NFL. No, yeah, NFL. Cincinnati has built up their program enough to to be able to recruit. I mean, I'm not not at the level of Ohio State or Georgia or Alabama or even Michigan, but. Cincinnati set themselves up as a group five school to just pretty much compete year in and year out with what they did this year. I, and I love Desmond Ritter. I've been high on him all year. I just, that game against Alabama opened my eyes a little bit to what really a group five school does. And it shows that the competition they do play is not up to the level of par that they're going to see in the NFL. So, but to my excitement, they beat the doors off of Notre Dame. Yes, they did. The final score was they beat Notre Dame. Quit! I want people to quit telling me that it's the Power Five and Notre Dame. Fuck! Fuck! They can fuck off. I'm so tired of Notre Dame. They don't win. They don't recruit the studs. There's a reason. Uh, what's his name? Just left. Why can I not think of his name? Uh, well, Literally just had a brain. Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly. Thank you. Little mind went blank. Went to LSU. Uh, if you, you go back to 2006, which obviously that's partially the BCS. There's only been four champions that weren't in the SEC. Two of them were Clemson, Ohio State, and Florida State. I'm, I don't even know why these up. I mean, you can tell me that Ohio State's going to be good next year, and I agree. They've got, they've got studs on the outside. They're always going to be great. They're going to have to play this Bama team, which was young anyway. I, I, Georgia will be back. LSU's going to be there. Texas A&M's probably going to be good. Mizzou, Mizzou's recruiting class is incredible. I'm not putting them in that class, but what I'm saying is – LSU, I, I would not be surprised if Brian Kelly goes out and wins nine wins nine games next year. I would not be surprised. But it doesn't have enough. No, I'm not saying next year. What I'm saying is the, the recruiting talent. And also, we're seeing every – I'm interested to see what Lincoln Riley – I want to get your take on this until we move to the NFL. Matt, what do you think? Lincoln Riley, is he going to be able to keep those quarterbacks home? Every quarterback that's playing for Ohio State and playing in the SEC, it seems like it's from California. Yeah, I, I think – Lincoln Riley is going to have uh, a variety of opportunity at USC. Uh, as we all know, it's a highly touted program. It's a highly touted school. Uh, I think what Lincoln Riley did was just set himself up for success because at USC, you have the same, maybe not the same level of talent that Oklahoma can bring in. But when you have Lincoln Riley, a guy that's brought three back-to-back-to-back NFL QBs and good ones at that between Kyler Murray uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, he had guys all lined up at Oklahoma. He's going to have people calling his name to come to USC. So I, he just, what he did was really just leave Oklahoma in the dust and bring his prowess, his recruiting, what he does to a program to USC, which and, can arguably be a better program than Oklahoma at the end of the day. And with the money at USC yeah. and the yep. alum and all those guys, you can have Snoop back at the games. Will Ferrell's going to be at the games. All those guys are going to be there. Reggie Bush, Matt Leiner, he's going to bring the whole crew back. Yep. And next thing you know, you got these NILs. He's going to be able to bring guys to, to Cali and give them a million bucks NIL deal because they got every every business in the world right there. I mean, my goodness, that that is that's going to be USC could turn it around really quickly. 
Yeah, I think that I think that USC is going to turn it around. Probably year one, we'll see a turnaround. Yeah, I mean USC was a was a powerhouse for a long time, for so long. So them really being coming back to being good, it'll just be like a fifteen year blip on their on yeah. their on their radar of their their yeah. history. Uh, what one thing, and and then we, I'd like to get into the NFL, obviously, because we've got super wild card weekend coming up. Uh, <laughs> one thing I do want to talk about: Hey, NCAA. Can we get the goddamn championship game off Monday night and put it on a Saturday night? There I was just no NFL games this weekend on Saturday. The the lowest ratings in the college championship history. There were NFL games last Saturday night this weekend. Not a one. Yeah, there was. Not a one. Oh no, there were. There I were apologize. Two. So here we go. Move all your NFL games to Sunday because you're not playing Thursday or or, or Monday anyway. The, the, that NCAA championship Matt, needs to be on a Saturday night. I 100% uh, – well, whether it's a Saturday night or I guess Saturday, it would probably be the best. It you can't put on a Friday it, night. Got to be a Saturday night. It shouldn't be a Monday night. Yeah. Because – I'd say the same thing for the, the NCAA. Play Thursday night your Final Four and then play the championship on Saturday night. You think it really matters? Yes, the ratings the ratings suggest it does. Because here's you know the why thing. the ratings matter? Because no one likes those two teams but that, the two fan bases. That game ended at midnight in Indy last night. Yeah. That should that should never happen on a Monday night. It also is a gross game. Like nobody that's not a fan of those two teams, like, but it was could root for either two teams. I get it, but it shouldn't be because those were the two best teams in college football. Yeah. So that the rating should have been probably the highest. But again, you're dealing with Monday night. Kids have to go to bed. You have to go to work the next morning. I mean, shout out to Indy. I, I heard they put on an incredible event last night. It looked awesome, but it was nine degrees in Indy, like. Play this game on a – and I, I was wrong. I do apologize. I forgot they did have two games. I thought everything got moved back to Sunday. NFL, final week, play everything on Sunday. Let college football have their Saturday night. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just – and I don't I don't think – the reason I don't think they care is because, I mean, the ESPN has a monopoly on all college football. Absolutely. I mean, it's the reason the bowl games don't matter as much anymore because they've just – I mean, some of the bowl names were so ridiculous. I mean, we had – what was it? The Dukes Mayo Bowl and then uh, – <laughs> And then you had like Jimmy Wait, Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel have a bowl? Yeah. yeah, Jimmy Kimmel LA Bowl or something. It's just a marketing <laughs> ploy for the ESPN. And then they complain when players opt out, like it's the players' fault because they don't love football when it's really the best thing. That's just a whole mess. Yeah, ESPN's got to figure a way out to market college football better. Like two, uh, three, two. What was it? Two weeks ago when Ohio State and Utah played, uh, and we had Oregon, Ohio State, and Oregon. Right, and you had Jackson Smith, and you had. Even though Garrett Wilson opted out and Chris Olave, uh, Olave opted out, why didn't you market that at all? You still had Ohio State. You had C.J. Stroud. You had all these guys at Ohio State that you could have marketed. You could have pushed throughout all your platforms to market this game up, but instead you don't, and then you complain when the players opt out. I, I just don't. Yeah, and, and we're, we're also living in a time, like I said before, with the NILs. Like, let's start – let's start letting these guys promote themselves as well out there on ESPN. It's not just that. Um, I don't – what the people what people love about playoff sports and everyone loves it is the stakes. Every game feels so meaningful, impactful, and you every play is like well, that could change the the future of this. And whoever wins is down in history as the winner. No one gives a shit who wins that Ohio State game. I couldn't have cared less. Like you <laughs> can watch that for pure Correct. entertainment. Correct. But even they don't care because they have a higher standard right. for their program. Right. So when I watch it, I was like, oh well. I watch okay. it because I love college football. Yeah, but, but if I you agree. don't, yeah. like, why are you going to watch? It doesn't matter who which, wins. Because if you lose that game, what do you do? You go, you don't go cry. You just go home and say, I'm glad I'm done. 
we got our seven yeah. million dollars. Yeah. I got I got a jar of mayonnaise or whatever <laughs> they got from it. Which also goes back to why the, the playoffs have to be expanded because then the Rose Bowl, while it if you know obviously you have the tradition of the Rose Bowl, but then that becomes a playoff game or Oklahoma or, or Ohio State Oregon is a playoff game. Now imagine the you know what I'm saying yeah. like. It just seems to make so much sense to incorporate all the bowls, the big ones, not the Duke's Mayo Bowl or the Jimmy Kimmel It'd Bowl. It'd be like watching the MLB playoffs and then the Cardinals playing the Braves or something, and now they made the playoffs, but you just get to go watch a three-game set. Right. Why would you watch that? Right. I wouldn't watch that. Right. Well, it's all money. We know that. It's all about the it's I know, all about but the I'm just saying they need to expand it yeah. or stop complaining so, about the ratings. So in the, first, in, in the first half an hour today, Caleb and I have solved the Hall of Fame, and we just solved college football. Shout out to us. I think you guys should probably just run it off. <laughs> I mean, I no, because think... he wants Sammy Sosa in the damn Hall of Fame. Yes, but anyway, hey, we'll get back to that later. All right, look, let's get to let's get to what I am super geeky about. I will say this: I have always been, and I came. I want to hear from you, and obviously Matt. But I've been a I've been an NFL fan my entire life. I grew up watching Sunday football with uh, my dad. And it was – obviously, we had the Big Red then, right? And they were terrible. I, I mean, they weren't terrible. They had some good years. But the Cowboys were on every Sunday. So I kind of grew up as a Cowboys fan. And then, obviously, it got to where I got a little bit older. I was allowed to stay up and watch Monday Night Football. Howard Cosell, guys like that. And then, obviously, I passed over to the Andrea Dorf. So I've been an NFL fan my entire life. We got the Rams three straight years, some of the greatest football I've ever seen in my life. I got to go to a lot of games. That was, like, incredible to have an NFL team in St. Louis that was winning. And then it all went to – to shit like we know. Uh, I jumped off the Cowboys bandwagon a few years ago onto the Saints bandwagon, which just seemed to logically make sense, right? Uh, it's Saints, been heartbreaking. Uh, and, and, you know, I've had nothing but pain because of the New Orleans Saints and their playoff <laughs> history. And God damn it, if Sunday wasn't another thing, as I had to watch that rap bastard, Matt Stafford, who everybody kept telling me was going to be an MVP. Everybody keeps telling me he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I think I might have even said that as well. And everybody keeps telling me how great he is. And he's got OBJ and he's got Cooper Cup. And that motherfucker could not complete one pass late in the game. To, to be, you're upset. I, I, I don't even have any words. Fuck off, Matt Stafford. Yeah, I uh, – uh, there's two things that I want to say about that Sunday – about Sunday, really. It's that uh, Carson Wentz is just flat out <laughs> – I mean, I don't, we were going to get to that in a minute, Matt. And then San Francisco, how they pulled out that win just kind of – it crushed it me, but it also didn't because, like, at the same time, I don't think the Saints are going to compete in the playoffs. Like, I don't think they would hold their own against the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas, or I don't think they would hold their own against Tampa in Tampa. But at the same time, I love Saints football, so, of course, I wanted them to make the playoffs. But I think San Francisco can make some noise at Dallas, and I'm sure we're going to get to that later. But, we are absolutely, but well, now that I know that Taysom Hill's got to have surgery, and I think Caleb would probably have been playing quarterback on Sunday or Saturday against the Cowboys. But like Caleb has said, I'm going to let him. Actually, I'm going to let you make your point on what you'd rather have had happen this year with the Saints than them even being the spot. Oh, I just want them to suck. Yeah, because they sucked anyway. I don't know how they had eight wins. Should have gone one and sixteen. They basically, honestly, in my eyes, they did because they were terrible. But they did because we okay, don't have a top ten pick. They were the least fun team I've ever seen. Yeah, in the NFL history. If I were Sean Payton, I would have left halfway through the season, not risked him getting COVID. And I would have had Jonah Hill actually twice. come in and play. Twice. And that, that was Kevin James. Kevin Jonah James, Hill. sorry. Yeah. I would have had Jonah Hill replaced. Yeah, him. I, I'm not sure I can watch that movie. But I'm yeah. not watching it. Hey, okay. So, before we move into the Super Wildcard Weekend, which is really what we want to talk about. But do we 
Are we on board? Do we actually believe Russell's going to maybe come to New Orleans next year? Or is this just another one of my sports fantasies that I have about the teams that I love and how they're going to get the guys that I want them to have? I have a counterpoint. Okay. Russell Wilson, it might be done. No. No. It might be done in terms of him being an elite quarterback. It might be over. I don't agree with that. But anyway, Matt. I, I do think Russell Wilson can still be elite. I don't know if he can be the prime Russ that we saw. I think he could still be really good. I don't think it's in the Saints' best interest to bring in Russell Wilson, and I don't think it's in Russell Wilson's best interest to come to New Orleans. I think okay. I think Russell Wilson, at the age of 34, he's getting up there in age. The Saints, to me, don't have the weapons on offense to really su- suffice. What I mean, would you rather have a DK Metcalf and a Tyler Lockett or – Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. I mean, I think he'd probably have an offensive line so he doesn't get CTE. Bingo. And that's fair. That's fair. The Saints have a great offensive line, but at the same time, we have contracts coming up. We have we are sixty three million dollars over the cap, so now we have to figure out a way to fit a Russell Wilson contract in order. Nobody takes the cap seriously anymore, Matt. That's what I found out about football. Well, that's true. The cap is fake, but like it's a it's literally like monopoly money. <laughs> You're not wrong. The fact that the thing in this country that makes the most money per season. It was a five-month, six-month span of them playing games. Has a fucking salary cap. That's great. Uh, not that low. Why is it so low? The well, Saints don't even have talented players, it, 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 and somehow they're up against the cap. It was low this year because of COVID. So it's adjusted. They're paying Taysom Hill a phantom $15 million, <laughs> and it's not even going against the cap. Every year, I don't know every what year it is. It's avoidable. No He's gotten a contract no. for the last five years. Yeah. Nobody knows. Four. Nobody understands any of it. He signed like a 10-year contract and there, signed another one a year later. What I have come to find out, Matt, is there are 32 humans in the world who understand the salary cap. Not a one of them works for the NFL, but they work for the individual teams. I don't think the Saints guy does because he gets oh, going he up does. against it. Without oh, see, I, 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 I think the Saints hey, understand the cap better than anybody. It's incredible. We got one of the best running backs. Here's what I'm going to say about Russ. All I hear about Russ is let Russ cook. Hey, we're better to cook than New Orleans. I, I would like, as a Saints fan, of course, I would love it if Russell Wilson came here. I think he would make us a contender. I think he would put us in the playoffs. He would make us one of the best teams in the NFC. The reason I don't necessarily like the fit is because I, when was the last time outside of Tom Brady that we saw a quarterback win that wasn't on his rookie contract? Like, it does not happen where a quarterback that is not on his rookie court contract outside of Tom Brady does wins a Super Bowl, right? And Russell Wilson. Peyton Manning. Okay, Peyton Manning, when was that? 06 he last won? No, I guess 2015. No, he won in like 14 or 15. 15. Okay, 15, and then you had Drew yeah. – what was it, Drew Brees before then at, in 2011? Yeah. And he was also talking about, like, a, like transcendent talent that are going to the Hall of Fame. And Russell Wilson will be in the Hall of Fame, so he kind of fits on that list. I'm not saying he's on the – I'm not saying he's Brady, Brees, or um, Peyton because he's not. But, I mean, he's probably the tier two below that. I mean, he's a Hall – he's going to be a Hall of Famer. So, so, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if he did it. He's been a two, and he should have won two if Pete Carroll wasn't an idiot. So here's my – and I agree. I think that Russell Wilson is an elite talent. He's on his border, on his way to the Hall of Fame. The thing I just don't want, and like my uh, Mr. Noble, Mac Noble said here, that he wanted Russell Wilson as his quarterback. That's his dream scenario in New Orleans. My dream scenario in New Orleans is for us to tank the shit out next year and land C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. Oh, man. I don't know, man. Look, and I love it. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I don't. But this, this team is – primed on defense and on the offensive line to win now, right? I mean, good Lord, they went they, – they were a, a pube away from making the playoffs this year with Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, Ian Book, and Trevor Simeon. 
right? I mean, come on. Like, what Peyton did this year was unbelievable. If we think about it, 57 different starters, an NFL record. What's the roster have? 52 guys? Yeah. 57 different starters. And you've got, you've got the defense. This, I mean, what I, the way I look at sports as I've gotten older is when there is a window to win, you go win. You, you, you do whatever you can to go win. I can't see Sean, ba- Sean Payton saying we're going to tank for a rookie quarterback and rebuild. We're going to lose Sean Payton if that happens. And if that's what people want, then okay. But in, my, his choice. but in my opinion, Sean Payton's a top three coach in the NFL. Also, here's the thing, Matt. If you're going to tank, that means you got to trade away some assets. Well, no, and if you're going to bring in Russell Wilson, you have to trade away assets. No, yes, but not – I mean, not the same type of assets. I'm talking – if you if they're trading Russell Wilson, they're blowing it up. You can trade draft picks. Absolutely. But if you're trading, I'm saying if you're going to tank, then there's no reason to be paying Cam Jordan and Demario Davis what you're getting them. I don't so think there's you, any point no, to be paying them that more. You can't you can't halfway tank. Or so if you're going to tank, you, would you like them to blow up the defense that's been so great for four or five years? Like they can't do that. Tanking's not in their future. They've got to get some solid offensive weapons, and they've got to get the ones that they have actually on the field. So here's and I I don't disagree with that, right? But I also don't think i mean cameron jordan's getting up there in age he's 32 going on his 33 age year he's trying to hit the same amount of sex as aaron donald this year you have demario davis who's getting up there in age and this is the thing and i i'm not saying that our win now window is closed i think our best chance at a super bowl is closed i don't see, see I this. Don't, and here's why look at the play which we're going to talk about the games here in a minute look at the playoffs this year you have 14 teams in there you could convince me why every one of those 14 teams could win the super bowl or lose in the first round we, we're not watching anymore. Try to convince me how Las Vegas can win a damn Super Bowl. I, I, after what I saw with them against the Chargers, yeah. I, and they go on the road to beat the Colts, I, 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 and they go on the road and beat the Ravens, I, I don't know. Like, there the you Ravens go. Ravens and the Colts. I watch, hold on. Hold on. I watch the Colts having – all they have to do is win against a team that just gave up 50 points in an NFL game to the Patriots, and they go down to Jacksonville and lose. So that's what I'm telling you. Right now, you're not watching a dynasty. There aren't the Patriots right now. There weren't the Rams of those three years. There weren't the Cowboys of the 90s or the Steelers of the 70s or the 49ers of the 80s. The window is wide open. That, that's why you see the Rams say, fuck draft picks. We're getting rid of all of them to try and win right now. And that's what the Saints they're gonna need to do. That. They're going to regret that. The, why? Why? What they're going to lose this year, and then they're going to regret it. Okay, then what do you do? You kick the, What I'm finding out about the NFL is the first-round draft picks, you never know. You never know. Like, well, well that's, on, that's many, on your organization. No, or there's on anything else. It's not because so many guys end up just not being who you think they're going to be. That means you didn't project them. Well. No, that, no, that means you got so no. So you tell me it's a coincidence that the same team seem to be picking the great, the great picks. Well, who? Like the Patriots. Who? The, 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 most of the guys on the Patriots aren't for t- early first round I mean, picks, Caleb. That's what I'm saying. The first round picks have been great. The, the, the guys that they're getting in the first round are the 28 to 30 picks, second pick. The Browns first round picks have been great. Who? I mean, their whole who Baker. That's, that's, Baker's not been great. I mean, it's a good first they, they round pick. One, they won one playoff game, Caleb. One. Okay. Here's the thing. Here's the one. The Saints have been the Saints have been in the NFC Championship. They're in the playoffs they every year. They don't have Drew anymore, Dad. That, they don't have the best wide receiver of football you, anymore. You just made my point. They don't have the best wide receiver of football. They don't have Drew Brees. They don't have what are you Mark Ingram in his with, prime anymore? Do you not believe that that was the argument on why we're bringing in a stud top but quarterback you right said, now? And you're getting Michael that, Thomas but back. What, but what Matt said was that our best chance to win the Super Bowl was done, and you said you disagreed. How can you disagree when we don't have Drew Brees anymore on the team? My point is, oh my God, I'm not that sure how you're point. not understanding. You said you disagreed. The, the window with him. is open right now because of the defense and the offensive line. If you bring in a quarterback, that's why I said we won eight games with Taysom Hill. 
Trevor Simeon, Ian Book, and Jameis Winston, who just set a league record the year before, two years before, for interceptions. When it, if you bring in, no, NFL, if you bring in, hard, stop. How many teams are tanking every if year? You br- if you bring in an elite quarterback, you get Michael Thomas back and you get him another weapon, maybe through the draft. We've seen what rookie receivers can do. That's right? so many question marks. Michael Thomas every, is the biggest question mark in the world. Every team in the NFL has question marks. What? Okay, I have a question. I have because now I'm I'm curious because if we were to bring in Russell Wilson, right? And I don't hate it. I'm not saying that it's something we shouldn't maybe consider. At the same time, you're going to have to give up something. You right? have to give up draft picks. Okay, so say you do give up draft picks. Now, where do you find that next playmaker? Marquez Callaway played well this year. I actually am not upset with the way Callaway played. He earned targets. Earning targets is a major key in showing someone that can play football. But at the same time. You look at our, you look at our defense that was supposedly this great elite defense this year. Are we really banking on Demario Davis to do what he did again this next year? Absolutely, yeah, really because he's done it years. for five straight years. Right, why but age age Donald, plays. Aaron Donald's done it for eight straight years. So is Cam Jordan. I don't see why they would regress, and I don't see why Marshawn Lattimore is becoming one of the greatest best corners in the league as as is CJ Gardner Johnson. So like, okay, so. What I'm saying is, is you're looking at guys that are, are playmakers, are difference makers on defense, right? Where Demario Davis, he led the team in tackles, led the team in total tackles. At the same time, he's over the age of 30. So regression can almost be expected from these defensive players. Cameron Jordan, 59 total tackles, 13 tackles for loss. He was all over the field, getting up there in age, right? Quan Alexander, getting up there in age. All these guys, I, I'm not disagreeing that they're not playmakers and they can't make a difference. But I'm just saying, if we were to bring in Russell Wilson, all these guys cannot stay. I, but I think, I think with the salary cap, and it, it, you know who you probably are going to trade? You're probably going to trade Taysom Hill because that's a lot of money that goes away from your cap. Not that right? much because it's fake money. I'm yeah, but it's still, it's still, he still is a big hit to the cap, right? Uh, the, my dream scenario was uh, – well, my dream scenario is, is the, are the two guys playing north of Illinois who – Everybody thinks is going to Denver next year, but going to New Orleans instead in, in Rodgers and Devontae Adams. That is my dream. But again, right, dreams are made to be crushed. So I understand that. So it, it, my original one was Aaron Rodgers and Michael Gallup, or I mean, Russell Wilson and Michael Gallup. Now with Gallup's injury, I don't know what that does. But you're talking about a free agent. Look, here's what I see in Buffalo. Buffalo has a legit shot to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, they go out and they sign Stephon Diggs. And yes, they do have a quarterback. They traded for him. Okay, whatever. Sorry. They, and they have a quarterback on a rookie contract. I understand that. But their other guys are Cole Beasley and they're Emmanuel Sanders. So you're telling me if we lined up Callaway and Michael Thomas and we found a guy as a number three receiver, which, by the way, those so guys. Those are three reliable receivers you just named on Buffalo. We have zero. You, you, you didn't let me finish. You've got two. If you have Michael Thomas, who, who is two years removed and from three. all account, two years removed. Three season. Two, two years removed. Two straight seasons. He hasn't done anything. Two, God bless, son. Well, two years removed from breaking the record. Two. All right? So you put him out there along with Marquez Callaway, who we saw get him. You can put Deontay Harris in the slot, who if he can stay healthy is okay. But if you go get one more receiver to go with Russ and that offensive line, you got you have two. You got Ingram back. You've got AK back there. We're, we're wasting Alvin Kamara. We're wasting our defense. All the Yes, I understand the money. I understand that. But when you have a window to win right now, which this team does, they aren't that far away. They're a quarterback away and and, and two receivers. Well, you're getting one of the best back, right? Well, so, uh, so I, I agree that they're I agree that they're a quarterback away. I just don't think it's a quarterback you're going to have to pay over thirty million. 
I don't think that's the quarterback. I think then you're not going to win. Then, then that's then you're. I think that's my point. My point is that their window to win, your window with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and Cameron Jordan, Jamario Davis and Marcus Davenport and Marshawn Lattimore and all these difference makers that we did have was when Drew Brees was here in New Orleans. It doesn't make any sense, Matt. Why would you blow it up when you have that much talent? How many teams in the league have that much talent on the defense? You're talking about a top three defense, and they're all coming back. How many many players in the how many teams in the league have that much talent on defense? I don't think there's as much talent on this defense as you guys are saying. That's my you point. I don't watching the games. I mean, they were they were allowing they nothing. They shut out the Buccaneers. Listen, I'm not okay. So what I'm saying and is they, they held Rodgers to three points for week one. This is what I'm saying. Okay, I think there's talent on this defense. Do I think it's a top defense in the NFL? Yes, it's arguably one, probably a top ten defense. You could argue top seven, right? The the problem is is you're not keeping all these guys if you do bring in Russell Wilson, right? You just extended Gardner Johnson. You have Lattimore on the books for years. You have Jordan on the books for years. You have all these guys, Quan Alexander on the books, all these guys, Malcolm Jenkins on the books. I'm not expecting all these players to be the same level of player they were last year, right? You take Cameron Jordan's 12 and a half sacks off this team, and this defense had no pressure on the quarterback. Their next closest guy was – Marcus Davenport with nine, and then it drops off a cliff for sacks. You look at tackles for loss. It was Demario Davis and Cameron Jordan, and then it drops off a cliff. This defense is star-loaded. But if you bring in a Russell Wilson, you bring in another wide receiver that you're going to have to pay. Because if you trade for Russell Wilson, you're not going to have the capital to draft one. You're going to have to pay another wide receiver. I just don't think it's here. And that's all banking that Michael Thomas comes back, and he is the wide receiver that he was two years ago. I just there's a lot of what ifs for me to really bank on a paying a quarterback 35 bill when I would rather just tank and go get a, a quarterback that we can have. But but man, here's the thing: if you tank and you go get a quarterback, you now also have to go get two defensive ends. You have to go get two linebackers. You have to go get two safeties. You have to go get two corners. You have to go get two wide receivers. You have to go get a running back because AK's gone. All those guys are gone. Yeah. So not only are you just tanking for a quarterback, we're talking a 10-year rebuild here. No, you know, no, no. Why, wait, I have a question. Right, the right quarterback. Right. How many teams have drafted the wrong yeah. quarterback? I mean, honestly, you can count on one hand in the last five years who's drafted a really good I mean, quarterback. Mahomes, Allen, Lamar. Lamar, maybe. Maybe. I don't know. maybe He's Lamar. not very good, I don't think, which I said before the year. Burrow. Scrutinized for. Joe Burrow was a great pick at the now. I mean, and Herbert. So other than look, that. Look at all these other guys. And Herbert's not even there. They're not in the playoffs. Herbert's been great. I get it, but they're not in the playoffs. That's not his fault. That's his I, Again, I understand all the surrounding stuff, but they're not in the playoffs. And that's all that matters in the NFL. Look, again, you have a window. If it means kick the can down the road for another five years, what what I have found with the Saints is they've kicked kicked the can down the road for 13 years now with this salary cap. Everybody every year, oh they're up against it. Well, what do you know? Drew Brees restructures. What do you know? Michael Thomas restructures. What do you know? Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, Ingram restructure. Cam what do you Jordan. know? Cam Jordan and Demario Davis restructure. Now maybe Marshawn Lattimore and uh, Marcus or and Williams and C.J. Gardner Johnson restructure and Ramchick restructures and Quan Alexander and all these guys you got restructure their deals that's what you that's what you see in tampa bay there's a reason they won the super bowl last year they didn't have a top draft pick on that team because i I, want to go back to something you said i want to i want to go back for a second because you said if we were to tank for a year we would lose all of those players i don't see why that why why that's the case but they would leave they would why why would cam jordan re-up here when he wants to win a world a super bowl why would demario davis stay here why would why why would marshawn Lattimore stay here when his contract's coming up why would Kamara's 31 years old or 29 years old? Why would he stay here 
to, to rebuild. They're not those guys. They don't need to be in a rebuild mode. They are legitimately. And if it doesn't want to be Russell Wilson, there might be another guy out there. I don't know. Baker. I mean, maybe I don't know. I would be so in on the Saints getting. See, I, I I don't and know. That's a much cheaper option. It, I think they. I think they. I think jumping could do some serious damage with a healthy Baker Mayfield. Considering what he did last year with that offense, I mean, I think Sean could do wonders with him. But I do agree with Matt that we need a wide receiver. Or I it doesn't agree. Matter. Even I if agree. We get Michael so wait, wait, wait. Back, he's not going to be Michael Thomas. I agree. And I haven't looked. I, Matt, maybe you know this better than I do. I haven't looked at the list of free agents for next year. It was oh, Michael, no? Michael Gallup. No. Michael, Ga- Michael Gallup was my guy, right? I love Michael Gallup. But with the injury, I don't know what that does. He's not a number one receiver either. It doesn't have to be when you have Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is a – You don't know that, though. Okay, I am counting on him coming back because everything I've heard, he is, like, working out 12 hours a day with with everybody. And Sean Payton said he looks better than he's ever looked. He seems like he is determined to get his name back. But I I, want to go – You don't know, again. But I'm telling you, I think you're a wide receiver and a – and a – Top quarterback. Top quarterback. Because if you look at all the teams, just look at the teams, obviously – you have Mac Jones in there. I get it. But for the most part, all of these teams have legit quarterbacks. And, yes, you have some middle of the road. Think Jameis Winston, I don't think, is the guy. And plus, he's hurt. He's we don't bad. Know, we don't he's know when he's going to be back. Taysom Hill's not the answer. We know that. Trevor Simeon's not the answer. I just don't think, I don't think this team needs to tank. We spent a lot of time on the New Orleans Saints, by the way. But I'm okay with that. I, just don't, I don't think that they need to tank to get there. I think they need to go all in right now. Because Sean Payton's not going to be there forever. Their, own, their owner will spend money. We know that. I wish they would do the same with the goddamn Pelicans. But I, I, I understand what you're saying, Matt. But what if you, what if you go get CJ Stroud? I mean, tell me the last, the last one. And I know you love Justin Fields, but tell me the last Ohio State quarterback that's been good in the NFL. I, I'm not. See, I don't want to do that because before Deshaun Watson, there was not one good quarterback from Clemson. So I'm not going to helmet scout quarterbacks. My so I'm going to go well, back. That's not what that's doing. That's a fair. That's a fair assessment. They play Big Ten. That's, that's, but n- n- name me the last great Big Ten quarterback outside of Tom Brady. I mean, I can't off the top of my head. Right. I mean, Drew Brees. Those were two, but that was 20 years ago. So that's I, what I, it's a different brand of football that so far has proven that it's not equating into the NFL. Well, no. Okay. So even if it doesn't equate though, another thing that is never in the history of football, since the NFL started having Super Bowls, was having a quarterback take over 15% of your cap. You are at a disadvantage trying to win a Super Bowl. Unless you are Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees, it does not happen. Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers. Patrick Mahomes has not won off the rookie contract. Aaron Rodgers has not won off his rookie contract. I mean, what I'm saying is they're in the NFC championship every year. Like, Mahomes was in the Super Bowl again last year, and if it's if his team doesn't, if his linemen don't get hurt, he probably wins that game. Like that's what I'm. So wait, saying. I want to. So this is what I'm going to say because don't I don't give me a rebuild mode. The Saints don't need to rebuild. No. It's not. I'm not saying we need a five year rebuild. Why not a one year retool okay, reset? So because in 2023, so let's say next year they go with my plan and they just absolutely shit the bed. They go two and fifteen. They end up with the number two overall draft pick. Right, entering 2023. Still on your book, you have Michael Thomas, Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Latimer, Ryan Ramchick, Andrews Pete, Alvin Kamara, Taysom Hill, Demario Davis, Malcolm Jenkins. All those guys are still locked up through 2023. Then how so are they going to tank, Matt? They're not just going to tell the players to go out there and lose that, games. That's a very that's talented league. roster. That's illegal. You're not going to that, go. That's a team that without a quarterback. That you're sorry. Go ahead. You're not going to go two and fifteen with that roster. So you have, if you want to tank, you have to trade talented guys. So you play badly. Okay. So would you rather us be next year? Would you rather us be nine and eight again? Or would you rather us be two and fifteen? 
I'm yeah. asking you what your plan is for tanking because you can't go out there and tell Cam Jordan not to sack someone. You can't okay, go out you there want? And tell I, I can give you what my if I was gets a breakaway opportunity. So how are you going to tank? You got to trade people. All right, here you want to know this is what I would be if I was the the GM of the Saints. I would head it in this year, and the first thing I would do would be to try to get Michael Thomas off my book because I know we love him. He set records here in New Orleans, but he's now ate up two years on your on your book, and he's still owed twenty five mil per year for the next two years. So you, you also, want to trade Michael Thomas when he has the lowest value he'll ever have in his history of his career? Well, you can and trade him midseason him. next year. Either way, you have to trade him. What I would do is I would go to Michael Thomas and restructure his contract. He won't which do is, that. Yes, he will. I wouldn't. I mean, I think he's in a spot right now, too. He's still going to get paid because it's all about the signing bonus. Yeah. So he's still going to get paid. I think Michael Thomas, if you're going to trade him and you want to do a rebuild type situation, you have to make him get his value back up or you're getting nothing for him. And that's no, that's fine. You can have him play half the year then trade. Whatever you want to do. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that a realistic thing for us to do is tank because obviously that's not going to happen, right? They're not going to tank. We're not. I'm not going to sit here and say they are. I'm saying my dream scenario would be the Saints to absolutely suck next year. It wouldn't yeah, be to go seven and have to have bad players, right. and they and they don't. No, and and you're also playing in a division where they're going to beat the Falcons and the Panthers four times probably. Three probably. Yeah, they always lose the Panthers, and they're going to and and they don't lose to the Buccaneers unless Jared Cook fumbles. So you know, I mean, that's what I'm saying. This team. In the NFL, in honestly, in every league, when you have a roster that is this strong, and they do, they do. That's so much talent. The, the deal is to go for it. I, I don't really love the Jimmy G idea. I, I'm not so no, so totally that. on the Baker. There's only a handful of dudes that are legit quarterbacks right now. If you can get one of those, and it's Russell, or it's I mean, if, if it's where you sold on the Drew Brees when they traded him from San Diego, because he was no, terrible. because he well, he's been hurt. Oh, I mean, Baker, Baker's the same, right, right. The I, same type of player. I, hey, he's not as good. I'm not saying that. But well, they're, we very, don't know. they're very similar. We don't know if he's I mean, he's, a, be he's good. an undersized quarterback who has underachieved. I know he's had two old, pretty good years. But then you look at his sophomore and senior seasons when he go by high school standards. Second and fourth year were awful. And he can – I mean, he's more mobile than Drew Brees was. And he has a lot of accuracy when he's healthy. So I think I know, think Sean Payne could do a lot with it, Baker Mayfield. What blows my mind, and we'll have D on later, Steve Pagel, our, our Browns fan and, and our expert that comes on here. But, yeah, it blew my mind that everybody knows he's so hurt. And Stefanski's throwing the ball 50 times with Baker Mayfield. Stefanski, it's like, are you think. trying to get Baker killed? What are we trying to do? I think he's here? trying to get him traded. So, Matt, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I really do. But I don't think you go – I don't think this team needs to do that. I personally don't believe this team There's only one way to do that. that, and that's getting rid of guys that you have for three, four more years. That You have a window if you just go out and you – I, I mean – I don't know how they got themselves against the cap so badly because they really, if you look at their roster, it doesn't really make much sense because they don't have the players. I can tell, I can tell you how. Wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks, and then for the most part, they don't have a wide receiver getting paid much other than Michael Thomas. Yeah, but so he's making twenty six million. Back. Well, they had the brief situation. Or Emmanuel Sanders back, so. and it's it's a mess. Well, here's the thing, and I'm not against bringing in a Baker or a Jimmy G. I, I would not be happy with Jimmy G at all, but I wouldn't be against any of those moves. The only problem I see, the only thing that I just don't want to be is the team that is stuck in quarterback purgatory. I don't Which want was to be the Rams team. until they traded Jared Goff. Right. I don't want to be that. Well, they might still be stuck in quarterback they purgatory. They might be. Well, yeah, that motherfucker, Matt Stafford. But right. So what, what happens? I, I'm just – obviously, he's not listening, I don't think. I know, but I like but Matt Stafford a lot. You, and again, I say that in jest because it costs my Saints. So that's the only reason I say that. I know. I'm just saying. Also, I will not be rooting for the Rams. But eh, I'm over it. <laughs> but I'm kind of over that too. But I'm not. Rooting I was never a Rams anyway. Anyway. So let's move on from the Saints. I appreciate that. 
Uh, that was good talk. That was good talk. Get Russell Wilson in the New Orleans. Yeah, let's get Russ. I, I, that's my thing. Hey, I am also on board with, with Baker. If he's healthy and, and we think Sean Payton can make him into what he was last year. And also you've got weapons. Like, like if you look at Baker, it, it just seems like Stefanski. I don't know what – like there's times I watch the Browns and I'm like, what are you doing? You have Nick Chubb in the backfield and you're throwing the ball 50 times. You have Nick Chubb in the backfield, two great um, – two really solid tight ends. And, and then an they amazing throw line. Bombs to wide receivers. Also, before before we move on, I just thought of something. Get Russell Wilson in the New Orleans and have him cook meals for Zion, so yeah. Zion can get healthier. Yeah. That's a win for the city. There we go. I think so. We'll get him on. We'll get him on uh, Russ's Peloton workout. Yeah. We had like the Bane mask on and his crew there charting everything. Yeah. Hey, look, Matt, we just solved that too. I just wish Zion would just come play. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I'm not sure it's gonna happen. I'm not gonna hold my breath. No, I don't. I don't know. I think I've ever felt less bad for someone in my life. <laughs> Stop uh, eating. <laughs> the beignets, man. They're I so mean, good. Would you rather get fat or would you rather go inside a $250 million the, max? The beignet. beignets and the, the gumbo is really good down there, guys. I'm telling you. All right. <laughs> let's, let's, let's get to Super Wildcard Weekend because I'm pretty geeked. You've got the extra game this week, this year. Uh, obviously, we start. Let's, let's, you want to just go through the games? We're yeah. cool with that. Um, Works for me. All right, let's start. Let's start on Saturday because we kick it off with what I think is a really. I, I know you. You said convince me that the Raiders can win. I, I'm telling you right now, I could be convinced that any team can win. But we, now the Raiders flying way across country to Cincinnati. Joe Burrow seems really hot. He seems healthy. Um, we got the Raiders and the Bengals. What a way to kick it off on Saturday afternoon. That's going to be awesome. I'm feeling. I'm feeling a blowout. I am I mean, not a blowout. I'm not. I, I shoot at. Sorry. I am super geeked to see Jamar Chase and T Higgins and Joe Burrow take the field. In front of the Who Day Nation, let's go! If I can't yell Who Dat right now, I'm a Yahoo Day. Was I hate? By the way, they just stole it. <laughs> like what the what the hell, <laughs> Caleb? Caleb, I want to mention something while we're on this game. Uh, there's a very, very real possibility that the Las Vegas Raiders beat the Kings, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't disagree. I was talking about winning the whole thing. Uh I don't think they're going to win the whole thing. But I, that's, I don't chance. either, guys. I I think you misunderstood what I was saying. No, that's what you said. I, but I. Look, if, there, if it ended up being the Raiders and the 49ers in the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be shocked this year. Well, then I think you might have had an injury on your way back home from work today. No. <laughs> look, dude, look at what – the Jets almost beat the Buccaneers last week. That, that's, that's different. The, 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 they, first off, by the way, they didn't beat them. But, they, but they, they – I'm just saying. That, what that, I'm telling you is look at the game. Look at the game. playing down to your competition in a regular season game than a playoff game. Playoff game, everybody's good. First of all, old Bisaccio there in uh, – in L- or Las Vegas has that team playing, and, and nobody appreciates Derek Carr. I'm not putting Derek Carr. Hey, there's another guy that Derek Carr's club, be interested Derek, in. Derek Carr's a very cl- – no, because why would Las Vegas – he, I mean, there's a lot of talk away. there. Well, I think – is is Carr considered a free agent at the end of this year, Matt? Uh, I can get back to you on that. Okay, that's fine. No, no one's stress. ever a free agent in the NFL. <laughs> that's that way. No one is ever on the books. Anyway, let's talk about this game. All right, we go we go into the Bengals stadium, and we've got uh, we got the Raiders and the Bengals – Look, if I'm going to pick the game, I'm picking the Bengals. But like Matt said, I again, I'm going to say it one more time. I'm not shocked on anything that happens. I'm calling a Joe, Bur- uh, Joe Burrow game-winning drive. He's going to cement that he is a quarterback in Cincinnati. He's their guy. Uh, Derek Carr hits the books in 2023. He's got one more year in Vegas. Okay. Uh, they'll okay. extend him. He'll never – there's never a quarterback <laughs> on the market ever. You trade for him or you draft him. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to pick Cincy to win, but I don't think it's by the hands of Joe Burrow. I think it's by the, hand, the feet of Joe Mixon. I think Jolton Joe looks great this year. He's 25 he does. and he's been playing for 10 years. It does feel, it does feel that way. And I think that the, the poorest run defense in Oakland is just going to, or in Las Vegas is going to catch up to them. 
I think I'm, ex- I'm expecting over 100 yards from Mixon. I think it's going to be a ground and pound game. I think it could open up if Vegas starts to put points on the board and turn into a shootout. Uh, I just I just don't know. That that Bengals defense is playing with some fire. They got Trey Henderson, Chidobia, Wouzier. I, I mean, miss Trey uh, Henderson. Jesse Bates. They're playing with fire. I do miss Trey Henderson quite my, a bit. Also, let me just say this. Sorry, go ahead, Caleb. My, I was gonna say I was gonna say my pick is Cincinnati. And I think it's by uh, a touchdown. Oh, okay. I, I I'm not betting, first of all, I will say FanDuel fuck off. I'm not betting any. I'm not betting any of your lines this week. You're not. You're What's not. Line? I don't even. I don't Cincinnati. even care. I'm doing nothing but same game parlays. That's yeah, it. I bet it's a three and a half Cincinnati. I'm line. not. I'm not even looking at them. I. Hey, they. I'm not. They fool me. Fool me once. <laughs> and there, there's a saying about it. Anyway, first, the one thing that I think that nobody that nobody's going to talk about, and I probably watch a little bit too much Pat McAfee because I am going to talk about the kickers, but the, that two of the best kickers in the NFL in that game. And, you know, you don't know what the weather's going to look like, but Daniel Carlson is unbelievable. <coughs> he has an absolute missile for a leg. And so is the rookie McPherson, like for Cincinnati. I, it could come down to one of those two guys. You have to get him there. It's supposed to be 25 and sunny in Cincinnati on Sunday. Uh, Saturday. Okay. okay, so no snow. What, what is it? Is there a wind issue there? Do we know? Uh, I do not see a wind issue. It, right now the line sits at Cincinnati minus five and a half with the over-under of 49. Ooh, I like. I'm not. Nope. Nope. You're not. Hammer the nope, over. Not sucking me in. Hammer the over. Not sucking. I, me I in. like the. I like the under. Personally. I like the under too because Vegas doesn't score a ton of points. Yeah, but although I, they did this weekend against the Chargers. Yeah, but they're not, Vegas's defense is not going to stop Joe Burrow. Their defense is better. Joe Burrow done over a thousand. Yeah, almost over a thousand yards passing the last two weeks. I think Joe Mixon's going to be the catalyst for Cincinnati this weekend. I'm going to go fight. I think Cincinnati's going to win. I think it's going to be a lot closer than we think. I'm going to go 21-20 Cincinnati. Okay, I like that. Whoa. Hey, Max Crosby's a beast. On the yes, outside, he is. On the outside there for, for the Raiders. I, I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not even going to. 24 hammer the over. Okay. All right. My pick. Do I have to make a number? <laughs> yeah, you do. 28-24. 20, you're saying 28-24? Yeah, then we're moving on. Wait, what, what, was the over? Games. what was the over? What was the over? Over 49. 49 half, which means I'll take the under, which means it'll be. 28 to 22 because it'll hit 50 when I take the under. That's over. And that's what I'm saying. I'll take the under and it'll <laughs> hit the over at 50. So 28 22. Then take the over, you idiot. You're missing my point. I understood, but it was a stupid thing to say. No, it wasn't. You were predicting. I would bet the under. I would bet the under. Right? So I'm I understand that feeling, Mr. Noble. I understand it. Thank you, Matt. Thank you. I understand what you're saying, but when you're actually right. doing a legitimate I, 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 I'm excited. I'm also excited to see. I, I'm excited to see Josh Jacobs. He's healthy. Uh, I'm excited. First of all, the one poor man's Cooper Cup and Hunter Renfro. Anytime touchdown score, you guys. There you go. Yeah, I, that's. I think that's going to be just a fun game. I think it's a good way to open up the weekend because then Saturday night I'm going to want to go to sleep watching the next game. So I do too, and it's supposed to be snowing here. Like I might just sit down and. In fact, I am going to just sit down and watch this game. Uh, okay, let's get to the, the night game, the third, the third match: Patriots Bills. Uh, obviously Bills. we. Bills. Oh, geez, you didn't even let me, bills, didn't even bills let me set a, it up. Bills by a ton. So you're betting against Belichick in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, dude, Belichick's not the same without Brady. We all know it. Belichick almost choked his way out of the playoffs. They did beat the Bills once. And the, and the Bills came back and wiped their ass with the They wiped Patriots, their ass? With the they Patriots, wiped their ass with, with the Patriots water boys. <laughs> you eat shit sandwiches? I'm going to go Patriots win this game. 
No Ooh, way. Josh Allen is probably is pissed. Him and Stephon Diggs are going to be he can be as, in this game. Caleb, he can be as pissed as he wants to be, but if it's snowing and it's 40-mile-per-hour 40, uh, 40 winds, he ain't going to be doing much. Is that what you're saying? Uh, they're looking at four-degree weather with the possibility of snow with 30 to 35-mile-per-hour winds. I didn't know that. <laughs> that okay, but I'm so, still that gonna means, say, so that means Damian Harris and Ramon J. Stevenson. Mac Jones might throw the ball once. Josh Allen, quarterback sneaks, and um, end arounds from Stephon Diggs. Mac Jones might throw the ball once. I'm going to go 17-16 Patriots. Uh, okay, but here's the thing, Matt. I think that if, in that condition, if the Bills score 16, they're winning. Because so, Mac yeah, Jones so your, is not going to score 17 points. In that what's your pick? I, I'm going 14-9 Bills. Ooh, that's an ugly game. It's, I mean, that cold, it's always ugly. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go 20 to 12 Bills. Even though okay. they're field goals, huh? Yeah, no. Okay, so no. two field they're, goals, no. a, a safety. No, <laughs> two safeties, a touchdown, and a two point conversion. <laughs> that screams Bill Belichick right there. Yeah, well, no, because he'd win if that happened. Like, yeah, I don't. Uh, okay, I'm going, I'm going 20 to 14. I think Damian Harris scores. I chalk it up, right? Chalk yeah, he does up. have 15 touchdowns this week. Yeah, chalk that one up. Um, yeah, that I, I love Josh Allen, but that weather, like I know, it, but yeah, they're gonna have to put ten guys in the box, right? Can we talk about just for one second because I know we're spending a little bit too much many times on each game, but the way that the Bills built their team for being in Buffalo has to be the worst plan of all time. How do you plan a team and what you know? There's there's roofs caving in every year in Buffalo, and they said let's not have any ground game. Well, that's fine. You're gonna get Saquon Barkley this offseason. <laughs> yeah, oh. let's go get a guy who doesn't play. Uh, Singletary, I think Singletary's played well. He's no, they're working terrible, Dad. It's awful. It's really bad. So well, the NFL. I think. Well, they don't. They don't run the ball. Josh, it's not because Josh Allen might run for hundred yards. In that I'm game. talking about their dad. You saw the game they played against the Patriots. I it did. Was atrocious. I did. If they could run the ball, all they would have won. Yeah, I think that. So, Matt, what was your pick again? I went seventeen sixteen Patriots. Patriots. Oh, that. I mean, I really want to say that's that too, mine. but <laughs> I want to go to seventeen to nine. Okay. All right, Bills. Yeah. All right, and I'm going 2014 Bills. Okay. Okay. Uh, because they also have uh, Big Ball Bass kicking for them, in, and he can kick in Buffalo. Triple B. Like that dude can flat kick. So yeah, I like him as well. All right, so that's the Saturday game. So we we were all in agreement with the Bengals, and then you and I have the Bills, and, and Matt has got the, the Empire. Matt has Matt took the dark side. Yeah. All right. All right, Sunday we got three games. That's awesome. Yeah, Sunday is going to be the best day of the week. U of I, yeah. and then we'll go watch the games at Legends. Oh, sounds good. Yeah, Matt, you may have to drive up to U of I to give me a ride home. All right. <laughs> All right. So let's kick it off the early game. All right, I am really intrigued by this game, and I think I'm the only human outside of these two cities who are or who is. No, no, you're not. Okay. All right. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Philadelphia at Tampa Bay. Every every human in the world is going to be betting on Tom Brady. I think the Eagles go in and win. <laughs> we say this every year. I know. I'm not doing it again. If it weren't for Jared Cook, first of all, Tyler Heineke should have beaten him. Two bad calls. And you know why? Two terrible you know calls why? I'm, I'm pretty sure and that, he's a, that he's a wizard. Because he makes those <laughs> things happen every single year. Harry Potter. He, made, Tom Brady is he, Harry Potter. he got some earworm in Pete Carroll's head to throw the ball on the one-yard <laughs> line with the, with the prime time, I mean, the prime of um, beast mode on the one-yard line. Yeah. So he's gonna find a way to win. I don't know how. He'll probably have some flat footballs in there somewhere. Matt, but... talk me out of picking the Eagles. I, I I can't do that because Tom Brady. I uh, here's the thing. 
this is either going to go one or two ways, right? It's either lining up for Tom Brady to have yet another story of, oh, Chris Godwin went down, then Antonio Brown had his feud, and then Tampa Bay's falling apart. It seems like it's lining up for another Tom Brady, how did he win another championship kind of story. Gronk has 17 catches and 280 yards. Or five touchdowns. Or we witness something we rarely ever see. We witness a rookie quarterback go on the road in the playoffs. Well, he's not a rookie, Matt. Oh, fair, fair. Second-year quarterback go on the road in the playoffs and beat Tom Brady. And I'm not going to lie. Why I think can can I explain why I think Philadelphia can win this game? The Phil, Nick Sirianni's model is very much the 2021 Sean Payton model. It's run the ball. It's kick bombs with your punter. It's play play field position. Oh, kicks and, it, and it is also control possessions. And we saw the Saints do that against the Buccaneers twice this year and beat them both times. And Philly's defense, not that great. They're not bad up front. Secondary's good. Their secondary's okay. But the middle, like their linebackers are okay. To be honest, though, with all these injuries to the Buccaneers, the secondary has to be great. I mean, if you got Mike Evans and, and, and they're going to come at you with a three, I assume, I assume they've got all three of their running backs healthy. Is, um, is Miles Sanders playing this weekend? Do you know? I can get that for you. Thank you. you no, know, I kind of want Gardner Minshew to come in after he throws <laughs> three picks. No, and to just take I out want, Brady. I want to. I'm rooting for. I'm not an Eagles fan, right? I've never been an Eagles fan I in my life. Me neither. But I like Jalen Hurts. I uh, when you said you didn't understand the hype. I didn't. Or, I he's going to show it to you Saturday. I hope Sunday so. Afternoon. I don't want Brady to win. Yep. Listen, listen. So Monday, Nick Sirianni said he's hopeful Sanders with a hand injury will be will be available for Sunday's wild card contest. So they're going to come at you with a three headed monster from the backfield. You got Devontae. Back playing quarterback. You got Devontae Smith. Yeah, Jalen Hurts might run for eighty five plus yards. Okay, well, we, we we're not getting any Jalen Hurts slander today. <laughs> no, I, I'm What's on that board. Slander? I don't I, think I'm that's on a bad Jalen thing. Hurts train. You've got you've got Devontae Smith on the outside. You got Dallas Get Goddard. Goddard. Yeah, he's so he's who is he for, is really turning into good. one of the best he's tight ends. There's tight a reason football. they traded Zach Ertz. He's really good. Uh, Matt, I'm I'm calling it. I, I am taking the Eagles. Twenty-one seventeen. They're not keeping you, them at seventeen points. I my, I was going to come onto this show today with the absolute thunder of picking the <laughs> Eagles over the Buccaneers. Dude, I am you so just, sorry that I stole that. You just stole it right from me. I am so sorry. That's on me. I'm going to be so. I actually right now I'm actually cooking up probably my largest project I've done. It's basically just a deep dive on basically the entire life of Jalen Hurts. Um, you're going to make the documentary, aren't you? Yeah, I'm on that. Pa- I'm on that path as of right now. Name it Madden Day Arena Part Two. There you go. But for what Jalen Hurts did this year, and I'm gonna I'm gonna even get a little hotter than what you guys are spewing out. There should be serious, serious, serious MVP talks for Jalen Hurts. Okay, okay, Matt. okay. Well, there's three right. guys I can name that he's not the same. <laughs> Hold on, let him, let him finish. And here's why. But I agree. <laughs> Vegas came into this year, and Vegas is normally usually not wrong. They walked in, gave the Eagles a win total of five games. I know. The worst in their division. With an, a roster that is not pretty. You have Darius Slay. You have Fletcher Cox on the defensive side. That's really about it. You had a lot of failure guys show up and play good football week in and week out, but you didn't have any superstar talent. On the offensive side, Devontae Smith, he, he played well this year, but he's a rookie. Dallas Goddard, he's a tight end. He only offers so much upside. And yet Jalen Hurts found a way to throw for 3,200 3, yards, rushed for 800, so over 4,000 total yards, 
26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, right? Which is awfully similar to Lamar Jackson's MVP year. And he, he, made, he pushed the he Eagles to the playoffs. He pushed the Eagles to the playoffs. I don't care if it's nine wins or 12 wins. He got him to the playoffs and a chance to fight for the Super Bowl. I'm not saying he should win MVP. He also didn't play the last game of the year. I'm not saying he should win MVP. I'm saying he should be in the talks to he win it. He shouldn't because Joe Burrow, Tom Brady, and Aaron Rodgers were all way better. I I just I, – I, I think they might be way better, but I'm I on a value scale. Lamar had that year. Uh, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers. Those are the Aaron best Rodgers in the football at the time. That's but, incredible. But, look, so what is your pick here? What do you got? Um, I did not mean to – You know what? I'm going to stick – I'm going to – I'm going to stick with my my heart here, and I'm going to go Eagles win 27-23. Okay. Buccaneers 30 to 17. I'm going to have to go back. I should be I should be keeping track of these. I'll remember. Sometime. Okay. All right. Well, we know who we're winning. Yeah. I, I'm going to be wrong, but I am taking – what is the line? Wait, do you have the line right there by you? What is the line on that? I do have the line. It is Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. Oh, my God. I'm – oh. I said I wasn't going to do it. But I might hammer the Eagles in that game. I'm telling you, they control. They they do. They have the blueprint. I'm not saying that. I am saying they're going to. They have the blueprint to beat Tampa Bay with all the shit. And I know it's Tom Brady. God, that's the thing. That's what if I'm saying. If it was any other quarterback, like everybody else would be on this train, I think. But man, when you don't have when when you have look, they've got a guy playing wide receiver, and shout out to him, who was a track star at LSU and didn't even play football there. Well, here's the thing. I think. Well, you're, you're, you might be sprinkling that eight and a half. I put $10 on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. So, just because that plus six. <laughs> Listen, Caleb, when the odds are paying me 65 to one, I'm gonna, I win 650 bucks if the Eagles yeah, go on to win the Super Bowl. No, you're going to lose 10. That's okay, I lose 10 when I stop at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru. <laughs> That's a very valid There's a less point. than 0% chance that the No, Eagles no. Hey, Matt, let me, let me explain to you the irony. All right? And shout out to to my sister-in-law, but Caleb is worried about $10 as he's drinking an $8 Starbucks drink. I didn't buy it. I don't buy Starbucks. <laughs> he said I didn't buy it. So I, I, I buy Germania. So, I don't buy Starbucks. Which is also $8. It's five. Then you tip. Okay, so it's six. <laughs> so I tip $1. Either way, either way. Uh, yeah, I just like the blueprint that they have. I feel like with the AB shit show that just happened, it, it, it just seems like if it's going to happen, this is the one. It, it does. It feels like the Eagles got a – I think the Eagles got a good matchup. Outside, I think they would have loved to play Dallas. Maybe this will be – But the, I think this is a good – This will be the repercussion that Tom Brady deserves for putting his name on AB and thinking that it was going to go down. There you go. There you go. All right. So, we got two Eagles. We got one Buccaneer. I, I'm not saying it happily. I don't, I don't want that to happen. This, I do believe, the next game, next to the Raiders-Bengals, is the one I'm most excited for, and that's the 49ers-Cowboys. I – I it's again fuck off Matt Stafford. Stop saying that. It's true. It's true. It should be the Saints, the Cowboys, but whatever. Okay. Here's the thing. I I think I think this is going to be at, like every, why Matt. Why does ESPN think the Cowboys are the greatest team in the world? Because they're Dallas and they're apparently America's team. They're Dude, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you, Matt. Uh, I think just because they're Dallas and they're America's team, and this happens every time they're good. They're also a very talented football team. Like, let's give them some credit. Okay. If you're going to give credit to the Eagles, give credit to them. Okay. I Maybe I'm missing it. They do have a very talented roster. Their defense isn't that great. They have playmakers. They're, 
they're but they don't also, like here's the thing they don't have in my opinion Matt and you can tell me and so can you Caleb I don't think that they have the explosive guys that you need to win like you do have Amari Cooper and you, you don't have Michael Gallup out hurts you do have you do have uh, Cooper T Lamb but those guys aren't take the top off of defense kind of guys Zeke is I mean Tony Pollard's the most explosive guy on that team. Yeah, but you, I mean, Dak can win you a football game. You know that. You he see can, him do it. And he's he can a, also lose you a football ha- game. Yeah, he can. But so can Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, yeah, again, this... I'll, go, I'll go back to the blueprint. I think the 49ers run that same kind of blueprint with like the Eagles do and Shanahan does. They're going to come at you with Debo. They're going to come at you with Elijah Mitchell. They're going to come at you with with uh, what's the what's the big fullback? Why can't I think of his name? Um, you, you check. Use it. What is it? Kyle, use check. You check. Yeah, thank you. I couldn't He's think the only fullback I've ever seen with a sponsor on TV. He's awesome. And it makes me happy. They're going to come at you with Jimmy G hitting passes over the middle to Jennings and, and Ayuk and, and and first of all, no one in that no one in that uh, Dallas secondary can hang with Debo Samuel. No one in the no one in the That's, league can hang with Debo. I, I mean, I, Jalen Ramsey. Maybe. I, I'm. I, I don't know, man. I I have a, I have a feeling this is a this is one of those feels like those nineties Frisco matchups. That, but I have a feeling that the 49ers. What's that team. stud from Dallas? What's his name? Trayvon uh, Diggs. No, no, no. He's over Michael Parsons. Who? Michael Parsons. Michael Parsons yeah. is a game changer. Yes. Um, Trayvon Diggs is one of the worst best he, he quarterbacks worse. of all time. He leads the league in uh, interceptions, but are what are close and has like the most yards and somehow, of any cornerback. Somehow on he's up for defensive player of the year. I don't know how. Well, he won't but Michael Parsons is a game changer. Yes. That dude is a stud. But but well, how you how you um, kind of tame Michael Parsons is running the ball, right? We can talk about George Kittle. And George Kittle. I think Dallas wins this game. Oh. Okay, I th- I'm taking the 49ers. Okay, so Matt, talk, talk me into why I should uh, pick the the Cowboys in this game. Not only do I think Dallas is going to win, I think they're going to win handedly. Uh, and here's why: I don't, I disagree with the fact that they don't have take the top off playmakers. I think that Amari Cooper is a take the top off playmaker. I think Ceedee Lamb's a playmaker. I think Dalton Schultz has broke out as a playmaker. I think they have. Yeah, two but Dalton that- Schultz is a guy that you're going to throw a six yard pass to in the in the right, zone. right, fair, but. At the same time, he's a guy that you can catalyst your offense around. You can you can pump him full of targets, and he's going to make the plays. What I think Dallas does well, to me, is enough to beat the 49ers. I think that they have the offensive prowess. We haven't – if you remember, the, like the four-game stretch last year, right, when Dallas' defense was just abysmal, but Dak was lighting, lighting everybody up, lighting everybody up, 500 yards, 530 yards, four touchdowns, 450 yards, four touchdowns, three touchdowns. I mean, he was lighting everybody up. We saw what the offense can do. That's worst-case scenario for Dallas. Dallas has played their game in almost every single game this year, which is we're going to run it down your throat with Zeke and Pollard. We're going to ball control. In the playoffs, they play well ball control. Michael Diggs make enough plays on defense where it, where it makes up for the, the plays they don't make, right? I'm not saying this Dallas defense has been transformed into a top defense this year because it hasn't, but they brought in playmakers. All it takes is one play from Trayvon Diggs, and it flips the entire game on its head. All it takes is one play from Micah Parsons, and it flips this game on its head. I just think the Cowboys can do enough to get past San Francisco. I think their offense can score. I think it can score. I think it can score. I think it has no problem with that. I, I just can't see a realm where Jimmy Garoppolo goes into Dallas and wins. If you have if you have Trayvon Diggs on Debo Samuel, he might have four hundred yards receiving. I mean, we saw we saw um, 
my God, why did I? Why am I having? I'm having massive what? brain farts okay, tonight. Well, you gotta explain. Jalen Rams. We saw Jalen Ramsey get burnt at every play last week by Debo Samuel. He's unguardable. And then you put him in the backfield. Look, I, I again won't be shocked if, if Dallas wins. But you're, we're also like not talking about Armstead and Bosa and Fred Warner. And in the back, in in that backside of San Francisco, like we're we're discounting that defense. And I think when you've got a, a left tackle like Trent Williams, and you've got those big guys that can run, you've got George Kittle who can block, and who I, I think probably scores a tutter in this game. Debo's going to score. I, I, I'm taking I'm taking the 49ers, 21 to 17. I got 24-21 49ers. All right. I'm going to go Cowboys. I'm going to go Cowboys 26, San Francisco 16. Okay. So, you okay. So, you think by 10. All right. All right. Hey, I, again, I'm not going to be shocked if that happens. I just I have am. a – I don't think they can hold San Francisco under one under two touchdowns. I just – well, that, that could be two touchdowns and a safety. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not going to get a safety either. I just feel like this could be a game where you see Dak – look, what happens – again, shouldn't take shots. I people. love Dak. No, love Dak. But Amari Cooper sometimes disappears in big games. I hate that and narrative. It, but it's true. It's not. It, it's not it his is. fans stop working in big games. I, I'm just saying. He's never played a big there, game. There are times that, that he's not getting as open as he did during the regular season. Well, what would season. that mean, Dad? You think I'm, he runs slower? I don't, I don't know. I don't I, know. I hate that. Maybe the big game's too much for him. For somebody that's who such went a to dumb Georgia, thing to that's say. an odd. Or, I mean, I, I, you know. I Alabama hate that narrative on anyone. That narrative was on Ryan O'Reilly. I was listening to a podcast. Okay, we're not talking oh, okay, about anyway, hockey. Anyway, on Ryan O'Reilly, about they said he was a sinker for a team. We didn't have a hockey at all yet. You skipped it. <laughs> for a sinker for a team, he went out and won the Conn Smythe the next year. I get it. So stop with the narrative. Okay, don't compare Amari Cooper to Ryan O'Reilly. Get that shit out of your mouth. I'm not. So well, I'm just Amari telling Cooper's you. Good. I'm just telling you. I hey, I won't be shocked if Dallas wins. I think San Francisco can go in there and I think that's. I think this is a, the worst matchup of all for Dallas. I really do. See, I think it's the best. I think okay. that they actually – they probably align really well both ways, right? You have run games that are sufficient with Elliott and uh, Pollard on the Dallas side, and then you have Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Jermichael Hasty on the San Francisco side. You also have two pass games that haven't really been as prolific as we thought Dallas would have been this year, but that was due to the fact that their defense was actually making plays, right? So let's say that Dallas defense folds under the, the big lights on, at 3.30 on Sunday – and it's not the Dallas defense we expected. What happens when Dak is unleashed, right? He only threw 600 pass attempts this year. I mean, for, for, for reference, Mahomes threw 658. Brady threw 719, right? So we haven't seen Dak be the Dak that we thought he was going to be. So that, to me, is worst-case scenario, and I will ride with the better quarterback. And to me, that's obviously Dak Prescott. I'm going to go Cowboys. They also – Tom Brady threw that many passes because they tried to get him an MVP. <laughs> well, they also were. It's the most obvious thing of all time. They tried to get him an MVP, and it didn't work. Okay, let's move on. Next okay, okay, so final game, Sunday night, NBC. Two, game. two more. Uh, we got Monday night, too. Yeah, well, you're, I meant for Sunday. Sorry, yeah. Final game of Sunday. Um, hey, shout out to Big Ben for getting the Steelers somehow. No, what the fuck? So <laughs> sad by him. He didn't hey. do anything. They, the other teams imploded around him. But they're in. Hey, also, here's – let's see, stop. He's a stop. He's a bad human stop. being. Stop, he stop. He found God. He found God. Yeah, and he also found illegal um, activities. <laughs> well, he knew those. But he found God. He, hey, I think it's cool. You're talking about an, an, a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. He's in the, the playoffs. Do they stand any chance in Kansas City? No. Yes. <laughs> what? All right, all right. Talk me into this. And there's one stat. 
one stat that tells me they stand a chance. Do I think they're going to win? No. I think KC is probably going to blow them out of the water. But there's one thing that really catches my eye with the Steelers team and this guy, the one name, and it's TJ Watt. When he plays over 60% of snaps, the Steelers are 7-2. and two. When he yeah, plays he's, over he's, 60% he's of staff, well, one of them was the KC. Yes. Yeah. I take it. <laughs> so my thought here is, is they're going to need TJ Watt to have seven QB pressures, three QB knockdowns and two sacks for them to want to stand a chance because they're not going to score 30, 35 points. No, because Ben will throw the ball 40 times for 123 yards. Right. So you're going to have to defend. You're going to have to clock. I mean, we're talking about what the game script here should be for the Steelers is take the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands at any chance you get. When you yeah, have the Nox ball, might get 30 touches. When you get the ball, you have efficient offense. You pick up first down after first down, and you try to will your way into a win. The only way the Steelers win this game is if it's a low-scoring game. If KC scores anything over 21, 24 points, KC's winning. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to deep dive into this game. I'm taking the Chiefs 31 to 10. 35 to 7. That's how little oh. I think of the Steelers. Yeah, I remember when I said I wouldn't be surprised by any of the – I lied. There was one of the teams. I will go Chiefs 31, Steelers – Steelers 24. Oh, you think – boy, you're giving you them just, a lot of credit just, for the, to score 24 did you points. you just say that if the, if the Chiefs score 21 or – more than they would win, and then you gave the Steelers more than 21 points. Well, yeah, because I think that last touchdown is going to be a garbage time touchdown. <laughs> Big Ben is a king of those. Big Ben. Oh, so I, I wanted to the go. Line, is the line six? Kansas it, the line's it. 12 and a half. Line? Eight and a half, my guess. 12 and a half, Casey. I would say half to be. Half to be. I love it. Look, I, I just feel like, look, I and I'm guilty of this. I came on the show and we talked about how I thought the Chiefs, I just didn't think. That they were going to do. I told it. you they would. Right. I, they seem to be back. Their defense is playing so much better uh, than than they were at the beginning of the year. It's Patrick Mahomes. You're healthy up front. You've got Kelsey. You've got Hill. All of a sudden, Byron Pringle's making plays. McCole Hardman. No one can catch him. You got Hilaire and Daryl Williams coming at you from in the backfield. I, I just feel like they it's set up for them to. Well, I think is he hurt? I don't know. If, I hope he's going to play. I know he sat out last game, but obviously they had, yeah, they you had know. Um, yeah, they found out that Daryl Williams was better, so. Yeah, well, that could be. I mean, Darryl, that really, that hey, really could be. Hey, you leave Clyde out of your mouth. Hey, hey Daryl Williams with LSU, too, so it's okay. okay. I like um, yeah, I just, I just think the Chiefs, just, I just think they're going to – I see no way that the Steelers go – ben, ben can't move. I see no way they go into Arrowhead and even make it close. But, again, could be wrong. It's the playoffs. Weird things I happen. I feel like Dom Sue – Pulling some kind of dirty. Wait, what did I just say? Well, yeah, he's in Tampa Bay. Well, Chris so. Jones, sorry. <laughs> Chris Jones is going to absolutely rock Big Ben like seven Or times. jump off sides and cost him the game. Well, no, I just oh, don't – I think that it probably – I mean, you look at no, who was that? What, we, what we have to look at. Obviously, everything points in the Chiefs in a blowout. The reason I just – I can't necessarily get there is because I think T.J. Watt's that big game player. I think he's going to come out. He's going to show the world why he's one of the greatest linebackers to ever grace this planet. I, hey, don't get me he's wrong. a fake linebacker. <laughs> he lines up as a, like, yeah, a tackle like, every time. Well, that's what you see Michael Parsons do, too. Well, that's what all that's what all linebackers do. That now. Khalil Mack has done Yeah, and, well, honestly, T.J. Watt lines up all over the place, too. J.J.? I mean, J.J. J.J. is not a, yeah, but he'll line not a linebacker. Up. I know. I understand that. But what I'm saying is sometimes he will even move back and he'll whatever. You see all those stud guys doing that now. T.J. Watt's the best defensive player. You're going to see Will Anderson doing that in the NFL. The second best defensive player in football. 
behind Aaron Donald. So no, he's uh, better than Aaron Donald. He's, he's the best. Right Aaron now. Donald gets triple teamed every day. TJ Watt should have won Defensive Player of the Year last year. Stats, he should have, and but he didn't. You can't do stats based when Aaron Donald has. I understand. Has nine hundred pounds of men on. I'm not doing it. He just broke the sacks record and missed four games. It was an extra game. He missed four games, and he still had. So he, he played three, thirteen. So he played three less probably than the person who were. Right yeah, Strahan played all sixteen. He played thirteen games and he broke the sack record. That means he missed five, four four games. That's why I said he missed four games. I mean, he's great. I'm not he's the best. He's, he's the best defensive player in the game. I think. I, Aaron I don't Donald, think it's close. Aaron Donald. I think Aaron Donald's more talented. Well, yeah. I don't know. You, I think Aaron Donald's more. Jay Watt on the field. He is everywhere, and he Aaron just Donald's drops the same more. Way. You can't say that. I, Aaron I, I, I watched Aaron Donald against the same. Or against Aaron the, Donald is incredible. The, the, I'm not arguing that. I'm saying I watched him against the 49ers the other day, and you didn't hear his name much at all. I you watched TJ to... Watt. I hear his name. It seems like every he's fucking the only play. one on that defense. Wrong. Minka Fitzpatrick is incredible. He's fine. He's fine, but yeah, but he's different. That's a defensive back. Anyway, wait, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, Matt. So I, anyway, we're all on the on the Chiefs. Here. So let's go to Monday night. Let's go to Monday night, and and I am really intrigued by this game because I don't know what the fuck is going on with Kyler Murray. But you got the Cardinals at the Rams. No D Hop. No D. It does seem like that just losing D Hop changed the entire no landscape of that. And JJ Watt's out. JJ Watt is out. Yeah, he's on. He's been on IR for a while. DJ Watt's out. He's back. He's back. He's playing. Yeah. They, they announced the other day. They activated him last week. He's been practicing. Oh, okay. So, as of seven hours ago, sorry about that, the Cardinals are hopeful that Watt will begin practice on Thursday. That's yeah, it. Yeah, I saw so, that this morning. Yeah, he's been in the in the facility. They they thought I they thought that he was going to practice. He's still play playing. Um, I, I think he'll play. But either way, I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to bury the hatchet with Matt Stafford just for my pick. And again, I am a Max Stafford fan. I do believe he should be in the Hall of Fame when it's I all don't. said and done. You see the two greatest wide receiver seasons of all time. Uh, there's one thing in common: Matthew Stafford was a quarterback. Yeah, but if he doesn't get a playoff win in either season, that's okay. I get it. I get it. But you know, I mean, Dan Marino's. I mean, in the Hall he of Fame, he won in the playoffs. He yeah, but he never won a Super Bowl. A Super Bowl. So no, Stafford's never won a playoff game. He was in Detroit. So. <laughs> I mean, come on. Dan Marino was you, in Miami. Yeah, Dan Marino had two of the most electric wide receivers ever in the the Marx brothers around him. You can't, you can't him. let Matt and a great defense because he didn't have a good team. Yeah, you you can't. He shouldn't have stayed there then. That's on him. He stayed there for what was it, twelve years. Again, again, stop, stop blaming, stop hey, victim blaming. Okay, let's pay, let's make our picks. You're victim blaming Matt Stafford. I'm not victim right blaming. He did to himself. Stop, stop bullying him. I'm I'm taking the Rams. You're trying to warn that shirt. I'm, I'm t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking the Rams 31 to 20. I got I got the Cardinals in this game. I I, I just I, I love what's going on there. And I think the Rams are too old and I'm tired of teams in every sport. They can they can just go out and get guys who used to be great and just pass them together and make it work. It hasn't worked. It's really hurt the Rams. And I'm sorry to maybe believe five. that Odell Beckham could be the cancer of that team. He has four touchdowns since he got there. Okay, what's the team done? Nothing. That Stafford's looked bad too. He's forcing the ball to him, as you saw how he ended the game last night. I don't. Too, I don't think the Rams have looked bad. They're four and five in their last five games. I four and one. I agree. Four what and one. I mean, they, they look, look bad. They looked they terrible yesterday, but they have looked bad. They looked bad at times, and they haven't played great competition. But they have. I think. Like they did. I think that argument, Caleb, is a great argument that I'm going to use the same argument against the Cardinals. They have collapsed in the second half of this Absolutely. season. Absolutely, I agree. Collapse. I, I think Kyler is going to step up. I, I mean, we go back to November 14th. Okay, that was over two months. About two months ago. They lost by 24 to Carolina, and that was when Colt McCoy was playing. So, wash it out, right? Go to Seattle, they win. Go to Chicago, they win. And then after that, L.A. lost. Detroit lost. Indy lost. Dallas scraped by with a win. Seattle lost. 
I just don't trust Cliff Kingsbury in the slightest. He I did agree. the same thing at Texas Tech. He would start off super hot, look like one of the best programs in college, and they would fall off a table. And now he's doing the same thing in back-to-back years with the Arizona Cardinals. I'm not betting on them in the playoffs. I'm going to go Rams 24, Cardinals 16. Okay. Um, you said Car- – are you stick- – like, you're sticking no, with – I'm like- sticking to the Cardinals. Okay, I don't – By the way – so fine? I don't care where they're at. Ooh. That's overrated. That stadium's not even there. That's not you, even only and, theirs. And they've got – So far, uh, they got Cam Akers back. Oh, man. Okay. What Cam, what Cam Akers has done – You just picked Jalen Hurts over Tom Brady. You're going to judge me? <laughs> I, oh, I'm judging. No, <laughs> I uh, I just don't. I'm not betting on Cliff Kingsbury. I just can't. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a 20, 21. No, that's too low. 27 oh, to 24. Cardinals. Cardinals. Wow. I think that's too high. I, you, you think they're going to score that many points, huh? Yeah. Okay. I don't like Connor's going to have like three heads. James Connor's my boy. You know who's not? <laughs> Kyler Murray, because I was told to take him by someone who's in this podcast. And not in this room with us, <laughs> and he was nothing but atrocious. I, I just, think, I just, but Kyler, was he so was hurt like, like half yeah. the year, Kim. No, he wasn't. He's gonna be fourteen points. He, a at week. the end of the year, he was great. His first four his weeks, first he was three great. weeks, yeah. he was good. And After then he got that, hurt. He was giving me less points than Carson yeah. Wentz was getting. Yeah, then he, <laughs> he got hurt. All right, so let's talk about that. So, so we made our picks for the week. Okay, let's talk about. I got a few guys around the league. I kind of want to talk about. We talked about T.J. Watt. Um, we talked about Big Ben. Uh, let's talk. Let's talk about Carl Wentz. Down there in Carl. Indianapolis, yeah. Let's talk about Carl. Who's Carl? All right, that's that's his nickname. I don't think it is. It is now. No, that's what other people call him. But anyway, let's just say let's talk about Carson Wentz. Uh, I'm I don't even know what to say. He's like not good. Th- he had a four point four QBR at Jacksonville. How's that possible? I I don't I don't know. At this point, I stopped caring about him. He's the most average quarterback of all time. He was really good for a season. People thought he was going to be good. Nick Foles ran the city of Philadelphia to a Super Bowl, and now Carson Wentz isn't good anymore. And also, I'll say, I'll, say I'll say the same thing. Frank Wright, great coach, I believe. But what are we doing? We're in Jacksonville. You have Jonathan Taylor. Give him the ball 40 times. Why would you trade draft picks for Carson Wentz? Give him the ball 40 times. You could have drafted three. Yeah, now they lost their you first. You could have drafted three and they won, in this draft, and you would have gotten a They won nine games, so they lost their first-round pick. Because they Mac Jones bad. They got Carson Wentz. Four picks. Here's the thing that happened on Sunday, right? It's your classic scenario. Team needs to win to get in, playing a team that's just atrocious, right? Why the hell did Jonathan Taylor only touch the ball 15 times? That's what I said. That's what I said. Give him the ball 40 times. Because they fell behind so quickly that they didn't want to run. It's that old mantra that for some I reason. I mean, even they, they didn't fall behind. You were only so down 13 to nothing. three at half. I thought they were getting blown out. Five seconds. No. It was they, thirteen to three at oh, halftime. That's, okay, that's the last time I was talking about. Then, but was Jonathan Taylor hurt? No, no. Now, no obviously, Jack, yes. Jacksonville's defense, obviously, their line played well. The other Josh Allen played really well, but still, just it's like it's the same thing. I go back to the Browns and Stefanski, and again, I don't watch every game, so I'm really speaking from a point of ex- zoomed out, right? I guess that's the, the term that I'm looking at. I was right, interested from in this game because I thought the Colts were going to handle. But it. give the ball to Nick Chubb thirty times. Give the ball to Jonathan Taylor 30 times. You can't do that every game, man. You can't. You can't. Don't get hurt. Look at Derrick Henry. Uh, I told you that before the season, by the uh, way. Let's stop. stop. I did. Stop. Look at Emmitt Smith for 15 years. It's a different game. Still. Guys are bigger. They hit harder. Still. I just want anyway. to say this. I want to say this is what happened in Jacksonville. Right? They overthought it. They overthought themselves. Uh, they, the Colts have always struggled to play in Jacksonville, no matter who the quarterback, no matter who the coach. That is correct. 
They've always struggled to go down to MTA or MIB, whatever the hell the bank is, stadium. They've always struggled. So why, when you're down 13 to three and a half, what, what goes through your head in the locker room that tells you, hmm, let's go out there and get outscored 13 to eight next half? Nothing changed. Carson Wentz was bad. He was awful. But at the he same time, I'm not, I'm not blaming this loss on Carson Wentz. I'm blaming this loss on Frank Wright. I'm, yeah. blaming, I'm blaming this loss from a Colts team perspective. This Colts team should be in the playoffs. They've had bad really? loss after bad loss this year. You go down the list. A one-score loss to the Raiders at home, bad loss. A one-score loss to the Buccaneers at home, bad loss. A one-score loss at home to the Titans, a bad loss. A one-score loss to the Ravens, bad loss. A one-score loss to the Rams, bad I mean, you oh, know, five teams, those quality NFL teams at least. Right, which is fair. I don't care who the team is. The fact is that you couldn't manage to win one of those home games. You clearly had a problem against harder competition. So now you probably overthought yourself going into Jacksonville. You know, the difference is in a lot of those games you just mentioned, look at the quarterback on the other side and look at Carson Wentz. He's never been that guy that's going to get you that win and make those big plays. He seems like he, when he's under pressure, a lot of times he doesn't know what to do with the ball. And fair, but then why would you put the, the ball – Matt Stafford, they've been there a lot. I mean, they just they can get that one extra score that they need, and I don't think Carson Wentz can. I don't. Which is fair, and I'm not disagreeing with that. But then you also got to look at the fact, then why the hell did you give him the ball 30 times to throw and only let JT touch the ball 15 times? Uh, maybe there was an injury that we didn't know about, because that would be the only thing that makes sense to me. He's, he's, been, a, he's been a horse the whole year. So, I mean, you don't know he didn't have a nagging injury that was hurting him. Well, He might I not mean, come out and said it. But he might I mean, in his I first mean, game – his first game against Jacksonville, he touched the ball for 21 times for 120 yards in a TD. I mean, he's been the best running back in football this year. Oh, uh, he was. I mean, Frank Wright said that they were stuffing them up front, so they, they put it in Carlson's hands. You can't do that. You have to keep giving the ball to Jonathan Taylor. You have to just keep – because we know – we've seen him do it all year long. It's like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry for two and a half quarters will have 14 rushes for 27 yards. Then before you know it, he has 22 rushes for 140. I'm sorry, but that's what no Jonathan can, Taylor does. There's no way you can convince me that you couldn't find a scheme or some plays that would open that up for Jonathan Taylor. I guess that defense. The defense Especially is when, inexperienced. They don't have – no offense to their coaching staff, but they're not exactly sought-after coaches on the defensive and side. And you have Quentin Nelson on the offensive line, right, among you others. You Quentin Nelson on the offensive line. You should run the ball every time. Among others. All right. Yeah, I just I, – I mean, Carson Wentz, there's obviously some blame for him. He didn't play the way he should have in that last game. But at the end of the day, this Colts team, what I think, personally, is a really good team. I think they I would have, too. I think they would have made a lot of noise in the playoffs. The problem is that they can't – they couldn't win the games that mattered. The Jacksonville game, lost. The week before that, we go back to the Raiders The game, Raiders. Which now looks like it was way more important than the damn Jaguars game. Right. Because if you beat the Raiders, you're in. Yeah. No, no matter what happens in this Jacksonville game, you beat them, you're in, and you didn't. So I, I, I just can't get on the train that it's all Carson Wentz's fault. Obviously, some of it's his fault. But what I mean, are we really expecting Carson Wentz to go out there and light you up for three fifty and three? I just I no. Don't. But why trade a first round pick for him? Because he's better than Jacob Eason. Right, right. Who they also traded. So get a first round pick and draft a player. This goes back to my Russell Wilson thing. Again, if you felt it was okay to deal a first-round pick for Carson Wentz, all right, 
I can only imagine what his price would be for Russell Wilson. Does that make you think we're going to have way more quarterbacks? If you have to, I don't know what you're going to have to give. I legitimately don't know what that looks like. But if you have to, again, you you kick it on down the road because that's what you can do in the NFL. That's one thing I know. That's one thing I know. So, all right, let's hey, let's do a couple things before we get out of here. Um, Let's talk about you want to talk NFL awards since the season is over. Okay. All right, Matt, you good with that? Works for me. Uh, I'm, I'll go through mine. Well, we can just do it. So one at a time. Let's do one. At, in my mind, Aaron Rodgers is MVP, and I don't think it's even close. I agree. I have Tom Brady as my MVP. That's terrible. Oh, Matt. Come Why, on. Because he's not vaccinated, Matt. Matt, are you are you friends with Hub Artouche? <laughs> it's not because he's not vaccinated. Are you making that statement up? What a clown that is, guy is. What a clown. That guy is a clown. I'm not. I don't care if he's vaccinated or not. Don't give a shit. Tom Brady, to me, when you are first in yards, first in TDs, second in QBR, and I understand he threw the ball more than anybody, right? So his passing number stats are going to be inflated. Right? I think his QBR is lower than Aaron Rodgers. It is lower. Right? But what Tom Brady does, to me, I don't know. That's Here's the thing, Matt. They were expected to be the best team in the league this year. They weren't. And he was less efficient than Aaron Rodgers. And honestly, and he turned the ball over way too many times for me to give him credit. Aaron Rodgers just continues to set more records with how little he turns the ball over compared to his touchdowns. And Tom Brady, it was obvious they were forcing his throws. Also, let's be fair. Let's be honest. I've never seen a guy throw more perfect balls than Aaron Rodgers is throwing right now no. in his career. And Aaron Rodgers, Four interceptions Aaron Rodgers, in an NFL season. Aaron, when you throw that many times, is unbelievable. Aaron Rodgers' number one receiver is double-teamed every game, and he still gets him 110 yards a game. So – I do agree that Aaron Rodgers – see, this is – Aaron Rodgers value-wise is probably more valuable to the Packers roster than Brady is valuable to the Buccaneers roster. But at the same time, Brady led in passing attempts and completions, which is obvious. You throw the ball more and you're going to complete more passes. More passing yards, more passing touchdowns, first in passing first downs, third in total uh, EPA, first in DVOA, second in QBR, Second in PFF grade, second in point, points per game on an yeah, offensive to, scale. To Aaron Rodgers, yeah, to Aaron so, Rodgers. Matt. But also, here's the thing, Matt. You look at all those stats that he's first in, they're all counting stats because he was throwing the ball so damn much. Yeah, well, I no, mean, DVOA is, is, is not a counting stat, and he was first. I don't know what that is. What is that? It is. I can get it right now for you. So you don't even know what the stats are? No, I do know. I do know. Hold You're on. You're trying to read stats, you don't even know what they are. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that. When you look at an analytical perspective, Brady was better than Rodgers this year. I just he don't know how you can analytically. The only two stats that, that he are, is better in are uh, yards and touchdowns. They threw the ball 43 times a game to Green Bay's 34. Aaron Rodgers missed two games, right? Because he didn't play much in that last game, and he was out one week with COVID. He had, what, 37 touchdowns and four interceptions. His QBR was better. His completion percentage was better. And he's the number one seed in the NFL. They're, they're, the only stat you can point to are touch, is touchdowns. Well, yeah, if, you, if he threw the ball, my God, that's, what, 150 more times than Aaron Rodgers? Imagine if Aaron Rodgers threw the ball 150 more times. And Aaron Rodgers had a healthy Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, like um, Aaron Rodgers did and Matt LaFleur as the coach. And he had the exact same team. You cannot tell me that Aaron Rodgers was I mean, if Brady would have been as efficient as Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, that's not that's not really the argument here. 
But I just don't – I don't see it. All the stats he's better than are all-county stats because he threw the ball so much. He threw to everyone. He was forcing the ball to players to get him incentives. He was – I mean, and it was obvious from, like, week five that they were trying to get to do an MVP because he was throwing the ball 40 times a game. I mean, he had 112 QBR. He was first. Tom Brady was seventh in the NFL. In QBR? In QBR. Get out of here. It's not, and nobody – I mean, the next closest to Aaron Rodgers was Burrow. At 108, nobody was even within 10 or nine points of him after that. Like, that's what he turned the ball over four times. It, four enters, and, and two of them were in the first week. Two of them were in the first. Like, come on, Matt. Like, I, I get hey, Tom Brady's had a great year, and I know He's what Bruce Arians is saying, but come on, Bruce, get out of here. What, what Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers had a better year this year than he had last year. That being said, if I'm putting money on who's going to win it, I'm not putting on Aaron Rodgers. I am. Because I, because I don't think they're going to give it to him. I think only, only uh, Hub is going to be the one who Man, does I it. think, honestly, him coming out. Hurt his case yeah. for not getting it because now people are gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Well, yeah. I don't want to be found out. Yeah. Doing All right. Remember we jokingly said on here, "Well, we know Rodgers isn't gonna win MVP yeah. now." No, I think he's going to. And Matt, I hey, I respect everything you say. Actually, but... no, because I want I do want to. I'm gonna take that back. Aaron Rodgers is the. MVP. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, we're so proud of you, Matt. I uh, I think that. I think it's closer than you guys are giving it credit for, though. Look, he's I, winning I, in Doba, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. Is that is that like it's a, a date of birth age? It's it's or, basically okay. So to put it on base average, well, no, I have something that 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 might help Caleb understand it better because I know he knows what WRC plus is. It's basically WRC plus for NFL players. How okay. do you do that with a quarterback? Yeah, uh, I don't know the exact no, like breakdown of how it's. Look, what I know is a one twelve QBR for Aaron Rodgers. Four interceptions. Throwing the ball 35 times a game. I think that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. He's incredible. And it's not like he's making some weak passes. That dude puts the ball in the small, the tightest windows I've ever seen. This is off topic, but Justin Herbert, some of the windows that dude was putting the ball in the other night were ridiculous. Justin Herbert's I love, incredible. I love to watch he's him incredible. play. So he's according incredible. to – According to ESPN, and I, I'm kind of curious now because I want to stat check this where, where, where you're saying QBR. Because uh, I have on QBR, I have Brady at two right behind Rodgers. Yeah, I am on uh, the, the uh, team rankings NFL QBR. QBR is kind of one of those stats that, that based on what side you go to, it's flimsy, right. kind of like war and MLB. 111.9 is what I have Rodgers. Oh, at. so the highest QBR according to ESPN is 68.8 turn. Yeah, see, that's a, diff- that's a different ranking. See, that's the, that quarterback, that's the quarterback ranking. That's 1 to 100. That's where we were talking about Carson Wentz. 50 was standard. 100 is like the best you can get. He had a 4.4. The QB rating takes in all the other accounts. So you can get above 100 on that. Yeah. So okay, when they okay. QBR, they mean the QB rating. I get what you're saying. All right, so two separate stats, okay? And then, we're, and then okay, so I want to – I mean, and it probably is Aaron Rodgers as your MVP, but, again, another thing I want to I preface with Tom Brady is is he was number two in the NFL in total expected points added to his team. Aaron Rodgers was fifth. I don't know what that five. means. So, okay, so the points that are expected, right, how many points you are projected to make or score per game, how many points were added from what the player did. So Tom yeah, Brady. How do they do that, Matt? How do they? Oh, I'm, I'm, they I'm not a data. Stats? I'm not a datatician. I could get into. The, I mean, I can look it up how they calculate. That's it. what I'm saying, though. Like those stats, to me, like all the stats, Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, was leading in highly outweigh that stat. And also, I I want to know how much people factor Tom Brady's age into why they're giving him so much credit 
because I get that he played it. If he was if he was the MVP for old people, like yeah, forty four and doing what he's doing is ridiculous, and he deserves all the credit in the world and all the praise. Oh, agreed. but that shouldn't put him over a guy that I think objectively just played better than him. If you want to hear an interesting stat, and he was only, out for a week. The only guy who played sixteen or more games that was close to Aaron Rodgers in interceptions was Carl Wentz. He had seven. Stop calling him that. But I think he had forty-eight <laughs> that were dropped. He <laughs> kept getting dropped. He Carl at thirty-five. I, I, I think it's, Aaron Rodgers missed a week. I think the the only argument against Rodgers going into Week Seventeen with Jonathan Taylor, if he would have gone off in the Colts won. Uh, but I think it, if it's not a landslide, I'm, it's going to be for one reason and one reason only, and we know that. Yeah, that's the way I'm going to say it. All right, so let's move offensive on. Offensive player of the year. Uh, offensive player of the year. Go the for NFC. It. Who uh, you have? There's two. Oh, are, so they do that for yeah. two. Okay, so they're not. Wait, do they? Am I wrong? No, yeah. they don't. It's one player. I didn't think so. I didn't are you think sure? So. Yeah. Yep. Okay. It, offensive player of the year is Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, it's not even close. I don't even think we have to discuss it. In my opinion. Man, that's tough because I think we're discrediting Cooper Cup. I'm not saying I'm picking Cooper Cup. I'm not saying I'm picking Cooper Cup. Okay. Uh, I, I'm probably still going to go Jonathan Taylor, but I, 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 I'm give okay the, with Give the white receivers credit. <laughs> they don't get enough. Whoa. Whoa, we are not that kind of show. I'm saying white, white receivers are rarely – he almost tied Megatron. That's incredible for a white dude from Stanford. Wait, is that where he went? No, Cooper Cup went to Eastern Washington, baby. Okay, on, so the red even and, better. on the red and gray A white dude from Eastern Washington. One double A. To do what he did. Yeah, oh, he just did. I love him. But I, I'm giving it to Jonathan Taylor. I do think you guys are probably right because of L.A. I think Cooper Cup wins it. But Jonathan Taylor, what he did was unbelievable. But I'm okay. I'm, okay. I'm okay with either of those. Um, so so let's, right. go to, let's go to Rookie Offensive Player of the Year. I think we're probably all on the same page. It's Jamar Chase. My Jamar Chase jersey just came in yesterday. <laughs> jersey. My jersey. Yeah. I didn't want to spend a lot of money on it. But, yeah, Jamar Chase. It's Jamar Chase. Who's yeah. even? Matt, are you in seconds. agreement with me? I am in my second. I want to. I want to mention my runner-up because it isn't Mac Jones. So, okay, I want to hear it. My runner-up is Creed Humphrey, the center for the Kansas City Chiefs. Not only was he the best rookie offensive lineman in all football, yeah, but can you win offensive player rookie of the year. I he would. I would pick him over Mac Jones. Okay, interesting. Because the value he added to an offensive line that desperately needed great play, and he he, he wasn't just great. He was one of the best offensive linemen in the league as a rookie. As what a about St. Brown in uh, Detroit? Yeah, he didn't do enough over the course of the year. Yeah, great kind of, last they kind of five sat on him for a little bit and then let, let him loose. If an offensive but, uh, I think it's pretty – wins that. To me, was, it should be, be locked into to Jamar Chase, but, God, I feel like they're going to give it to Matt Jones. I don't. See, I, I, don't think, think I, think, so. I think the last few weeks it's going to go yeah. to Jamar Chase. It I always long, does. Too. They go to the big playmaker. But Jefferson, Jefferson won it last year. year. I think it goes to Jamar Chase. Well, no, Herbert Herbert won it last year. Do what? Herbert won it over Chase last year. Oh, struggle. that's right. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. I forgot about that actually. Oh, Herbert was incredible. Um, okay, so let's go to let's go defensive player for me. TJ Watt. TJ Watt. Okay. Um, okay. Now this is where it gets interesting. I think offensive. No, let's go. I'm a rookie defensive. Yeah, I'm not good at that. Is that a thing? Yeah. Def- who's the defensive rookie of the year, Matt? Is oh, it's Michael Parsons. It's going to be Michael Parsons. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Yeah, he's a rookie yeah. <laughs> I know he played like he's been in the league for ten years. Yeah, it's Michael Parsons. Yeah, it is. Okay, so we're all in agreement there. Yeah. Now, let's go to Coach of the Year, because I think this is where it gets really interesting. Matt, who do you have for Coach of the Year? My Coach of the Year would have been Frank Reich if they made the playoffs. Okay. But it's not. My Coach of the Year, and I don't know if anyone's going to like this, it's going to be Bill Belichick. <sighs> no, Rose. Matt. Matt, who are you? I don't disagree. <laughs> Like, I, mean, I thought we, I thought we all knew each other a little bit better than this. Uh, Who are you? Okay, so obviously the odds don't point my favorite for 
that, right? I mean, Mike Vrabel, number Mike one. Mike Vrabel seed. is my, my pick. I was going to say Mike close. Mike Vrabel with the Tennessee Titans, what he did when Derrick Henry went down. You could even throw in the interim coach in Las Vegas for what he's done. Uh, you could throw in Zach Taylor for Cincinnati. I, that's what I got, Zach Taylor. Yeah. I you mean, could, they, they were expected to win like four games. I mean, <laughs> no, they weren't. They were expected to go nine and eight. That was, no, they weren't. That's why I thought I saw eight and nine. If you – You were Steelers were. The you, no, they were. Yes, they were. No, they were not. Yes, they were. I don't think that's accurate. Here, I can, I can pull it up. Thank you. I, By the I way, that, that... that was a division supposed to be loaded with talent. And, I mean, the Bengals, what they did. Joe Burrow was great. Demar Chase was great. Their defense was way better than I expected it to be. I got the Bengals. Yeah, I'm going Mike Frable. And we didn't talk. First of all, shout out to Mike Godard. I love Mike Frable. Friend of the show. I've, I've been on um, the He is the biggest Tennessee Titans fan what? I know. Mike. Right. Oh, Mike. No. Mike Frable. Stud at Ohio State, stud in the NFL with the Steelers and the and obviously the Patriots. Um, what he's did when you lose Derrick Henry and you still end up with the number one seed in the AFC and they're getting Derrick Henry back, that is a dangerous, dangerous team. Uh, you got all kinds of weapons. Oh Ryan Tannehill is playing. Is really their their, de- their defense really stepped up. Uh, Julio's back. They got AJ Brown back. That's a dangerous club, they man. Really I, this I'm excited for Mike. I'm excited for Mike. I really am. I, yeah, I, they're I, the playoffs. Yeah. Well, they got to buy. Yeah, but though. yeah, but I'm a, I mean, that's awesome what he did. All right. I'm gonna and I, another name I do want to throw out there. I think it's gonna come down to probably Vrabel. I think Vrabel's probably gonna win it. Uh, I do want to throw Nick Sirianni though from the Philadelphia yeah, Eagles in I this agree. conversation. I think what he did in Philly this year he showed that he could really coach a team. He could real. By the way, the regular season win total for the Bengals was six and a half. Okay, so I apologize. I was wrong on that. I thought that it was eight and nine. So I was wrong. You were right. Um, uh, but the other, hey, the other guy who's not going to get in many votes is Sean Payton. But what he I agree did with was that. Unbelievable. I don't. I don't. I, he was great, but I don't believe that no, 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 no. The playoffs. You should. No, no. He's not going to win it, and I'm not saying he should. But what he did going even eight and nine with that roster was unbelievable. Well, we're on the topic of coaches. Can Eric Bieniemy please get a job? Yes, he it, deserves a job. Well, hopefully he gets one in. Maybe what? I think he's going to go to Miami. Also, let's talk about that real quick. And I want to I want to say here. one thing because I wanted yeah. to mention this when we were talking about Cincy versus Vegas, and I forgot to bring it up. Everyone that I've for the past couple months has talked about how bright the future is in Cincinnati. When I think we should really talk about how their Super Bowl window is absolutely right now. It's absolutely this year and next year, maybe the year after that. But their Super Bowl window is that. Like it's this year. Let's go win this year. Yeah, you have a quarterback. Who was on fire on a rookie contract, which is huge. You have two stud, I mean, absolute beast wide receivers in T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. You have a running yard receivers. You have a run almost three. Yeah, Boyd was close. Did he end up getting it? He did not. Okay, I knew he was close. And then you have Mixon, who's been running lights out over a, a decent offense line. It isn't hasn't been perfect, but it's played well. It's getting healthy this this week. You got Quentin Span getting healthy. So I I think the win now is now. It's not yeah. the future's bright. It's let's win this year. Yeah, I, just, I think. I mean, I think now that you're in, now that you're in the tournament, man, that's the way every team has to view it. Like, there's yeah. why not us, right? That's got to be the thing for every coach. Let's talk really quickly because there's one other thing I want to hit on, but we got to get out of here. Um, coaching changes. We got seven of them in the NFL. I, I know that you're, and I, we don't have to get deep into this. I was shocked by Brian Flores. I understand the Tua stuff. I understand the Chris Greer stuff. You don't get along, but that man won eight of his last nine games. He had two winning seasons in Miami back to back. They were on the right track, um, especially considering some of the terrible moves that the Dolphins made in the offseason. Until you get better at the GM position and they get Greer out of there and you get better at the president position, you can bring – it doesn't – you can bring in – You bring in – no, Tua played great this year. Eh. You bring in Vince Lombardi, it doesn't matter. Like, the, this whole philosophy that the GM 
has that much control. And, and I understand that, the, that Flores wanted Deshaun Watson. I understand that. And that caused a little riff. Move on. Like, hey, we are all professionals. Grow up and go play the game. What Flores did there and, and for him to get fired before Joe Judge, and I know Joe Judge got fired today, is, is ridiculously embarrassing in the NFL. In my I, I just think it's dumb. Like, obviously, that didn't affect the relationship between him and Tua because they went out and right. just won every game. Eight, eight out of their last year. nine. So what is your problem? Your problem is just you being petty, and that's why – I mean, they got rid of their middle linebacker last year. What was – the guy that went back to the Patriots. Yeah. Van something. Van Noy. Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy. Yeah, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. It was a huge party. He was the captain yeah. of that defense. And they traded. They just got rid of him. I know. They cut him. This they didn't trade him. They cut him. Until, until you make changes up top, it, it, you can bring in whomever you want. They've got the piece. They got, they got some great pieces there. Their defense is pretty good. They've got terrible they, uniforms. Jalen, I love their unis. They got Jalen Waddle, who was a stud, also one of the best celebrations in football with his Waddle Waddle. Um, but I, I just don't understand it, man. I don't get it how he gets fired before Joe Judge. Yeah, Joe Judge is. We can get into Joe Judge later. I'm, that that's just that whole pit fire of an organization there in New York. Yeah, yeah and people talk about Russ going. Talk about Russ going to the Giants. Are you, are, what? Well, then he then maybe I don't want him in New Orleans. What? Don't say that. <laughs> I, I I think I actually don't. The Brian Flores thing is just interesting to me because obviously it, it was the rift between the GM and the head coach, right? Because when when a GM basically stake he stakes your future when you draft a QB top five, that is your future. You are now investing high capital, a draft pick you probably will not see again. You have staked capital into a tag of a loyal. Well, when the head coach you hired to take over to a tag of a loyal is like you fucked up. Basically, what he said, he's like, this isn't the guy. I want Watson. I can see why a rift is called. But at the same time, he went 19 and 10 in Miami. Like, he was good. I know. He was good. He was winning football. That wasn't great. I just don't. I want to see somebody that wants Tua Tagovailoa. Because I think Tua Tagovailoa can be good. I just don't know why it couldn't have been settled. That's where I'm at. Like, I get why it's already It's done. It's over with. It is what it is now, but I just don't see why it couldn't have been settled in a better mood. No, I agree 100%. Maybe and he wanted out, too. We one, don't know. one more thing. Obviously, we can talk about coaching changes in the offseason if we want to later or, or later in the next couple weeks. But first of all, Jacksonville, go hire right now Byron Leftwich. Like, go hire him. He played there. He He's done incredible things in Tampa Bay. What What more does this guy have to offer? Yeah, you, 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 no, you, well, you can at least talk to him, correct? But they can at least now they change that rule that you can actually interview during the season, which thank well, goodness, still, well, absolutely, yes. No, it's not because what's happening was these guys, these assistants who were on good teams, couldn't get a head coaching yeah, job. So go, go hire. I agree with Caleb. Chicago, Chicago, go hire Brian Flores right now. And the enemy, go to the enemy, the enemy. No, oh, no, I want better for him. I want better for him. Here, here's here's the, the dream. Better than to go to the Giants. Here's here's the dream for me. Do what? If I had a if I had have a dream scenario of what every team was gonna hire, right? I think I would go Brian Dable to Chicago to see the to to, to oversee and to build Justin Fields and what he can be. I want Kellen Moore in Minnesota with Kirk Cousins in that offense. I want Eric Bieniemy in Miami with Tua, and then I want uh, Brian Flores either in New York or Vegas or wherever the hell he wants to go. I don't want Brian Flores with a rookie QB. I do not, or a second year. I don't want him with a project in Lawrence or Fields or, or whoever the hell New York's going to have a QB. Daniel Jones. Yuck. I just, 
I would rather see like a Dable who we saw what Dable did for Josh Allen. You see that third year leap, one of the best third year leaps we've ever seen from the quarterback position from Josh Allen. I would bank on that with Dable. I like Eric Bieniemy going for Tua. I like Byron Leftwich or Kellen Moore going to Jacksonville. I just want an offensive-minded coach with every rookie QB. So see, yeah. I like Jim. I also, I'm not going to lie. I like Jim Caldwell in Miami too. I I don't mind Jim Caldwell. I do not. All mind he's him. done is win everywhere he goes. I mean, he even won in Detroit, and they ran him out of town. Yep. Like he won. He won in Indy, right? He got into the Super Bowl in Indy. He went to Baltimore. He won a Super Bowl. He get he go. I mean, obviously he was the you know the coordinator there, but he goes he goes to Detroit. He wins there. They run him out of town. I think he'd be a great fit. From all accounts, everybody loves him. Yeah, I I like Jim Caldwell, and I, I think he might find a job. The weirdest thing to me about this whole hiring process in the NFL is that we just don't know. We don't know, right? Because right. the Bears still have to find a GM, and then the GM's got to find a coach. Same in Minnesota. Like I, I don't know. See, I think Leftwich in Chicago with Justin Fields makes a lot of sense, too. I want Leftwich with either Lawrence or Fields, so I'm okay with either. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I, hey, I think as long as we can get Adam Gaze out of football, we can get Joe Judge out of football, we can make sure uh, Two Guns, Urban Myers out of football. Matt, Matt Rule should be gone. Okay. Do what? I said Matt Rule should be gone. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what you want from Matt Rule. Like, Carolina, you lose McCaffrey again. You don't – you go get Sam Darnold. That didn't work out. That wasn't a Matt Rule decision. You, I mean, you bring Cam Newton in. First of all, Cam Newton is garbage. Get him out of the NFL, too. Um, the, it, that, I don't know you can pin Matt Rule on that yet. I think you have to give him one more year, uh, and then let's just see what happens. Well, no, I'm not saying that it's all pinned on him, but the Sam Darnold move is pinned on him, and that move is going to – bite him in his ass now that he's got to pay Darnold this year. Yeah, but I don't know that that was all him, Matt. I I don't know. I feel like a lot of it had to do with him pulling the cords of what quarterback he want. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason, I think, but I am super geeked for Super Wildcard Weekend. One last thing I want to say, and then then Caleb's got uh, we got about five minutes for hockey. Is that good? Yeah, that's fine. It's five minutes too long for me, but we're okay with that. I'm learning. I'm learning to love the game. That's what I've told. Anyway, Real quick, I'm not going to get into it because I really don't want to talk about it tonight. But shout out to Jeff Passan, obviously, for reporting uh, that the MLB and the Players Association plan to hold a bargaining session on Thursday. Hey, it's a step in the right direction. I'm not going to get too excited until I hear where that is going, but at least they're talking. I have, I got one question about that, and we don't have to get deep into it. Just a funny question. What is the – okay, so if the over-under is 20 minutes for that conversation. Are you taking <laughs> the over or the under? Yeah. It's going to be over because I'm gonna they have over. to pitch it. Yeah, I'm gonna say but over. It's not good, but in terms of like the actual conversation back and forth, I'm gonna give it two minutes until Andrew Miller slaps one of them in the face. <laughs> yeah. So, all right, all right. So we are trying to come up with a very clever word uh, name for Caleb's hockey talk here. I don't like um, the name hockey talk. So well, right. That's what I'm saying. So we're gonna go with uh, Caleb's hockey corner. Doesn't make any sense. All right, I don't care. We're, we got to come up with a name for this. So I am gonna bow out of this discussion. Just listen and learn. All right. So I want to talk a little bit about the Blues, of course. The Blues are finally getting respect. The Blues are finally getting respect, which makes me really happy. They're in the top ten of everyone's power rankings. They're playing incredible. They're seven two and one in their last ten games. So they're and they're second place in the West. The I mean in the Central. The Central's a three team race, and it seems like the Avalanche are just going to run away with it because the Avalanche have like five games in hand or four games in hand, and they're two points out of first place. So I don't. I, I mean that's. That's basically just them running away with it. Edmonton is the Angels of the NHL. They have probably the two best players in the league, in my opinion, 
and Dry Seidel in it and Connor McDavid. And their goalie must like the Angels pitching, and they're just terrible. They don't they can't stop pucks. It's kind of sad to watch at this point. And then give me one second here. Yeah, have you been watching any NHL, Matt? I, I watch hockey basically every day in my what life. What the hell is wrong with Edmonton? Why don't they have a goalie? Oh, well, here's Matt the problem. Kinovich. Edmonton has a lot more problems than I think the goalie because they they do, but they've got if they had a goalie that like like I think they should trade for Flurry. I think he's gonna be on the market. If they trade for Flurry, they're making the playoffs and they're gonna be dangerous because you know that on any given night McDavid and Drysdale can combine for eight points. Well, here's the thing, right? And I, this has always been my mantra when it comes to playoff hockey. Because when you get to the ending, like you we're looking, I'm looking at the standings. We're about halfway through the year, right? Florida locked in the playoffs. Tampa, Carolina. I mean, we can go down the top 16. 14 of these teams are probably locked into the playoffs, right? There's going to be a late round surge. But at the end of the day, what matters when you get to the playoffs, and we can look at, at almost every single team, it's two things. It's depth and it's goalie getting hot. I don't care if you have Andre Vasilevsky, the best goalie in the league, or if you have a Jordan Bennington out of nowhere. I don't care what your name is, what your history is. Whatever goalie gets hot gives me the best chance to win. Because in the NHL, rarely should you ever pay big money to a goalie unless it is a Vasilevsky or a Flurry in his prime or a Broder in his prime. Because the fact of the matter is, is if you can't get hot, and I mean scorching on fire, like somebody lit you on fire with a candle, you're not going to win the cup. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Koskinen's not going to get hot. So bring Fleury in there. At least when he's not hot, he's not atrocious. Which then... is but, the, but the point I was making is the depth for the Oilers. I don't think the Oilers have enough depth to get them through a, a two-month beating, bruising that is the NHL playoffs, right? Yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm telling you, they're the angels of the of the NHL. It's ridiculous. I, I think, that's a, great, I think that's a great comparison. And that's it. It's Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Dreisaitl. Okay, and then I was going to talk about the Atlanta division race is insane. The the Canes are ridiculous. They have a 758-point percentage, 50 points in 33 games already. They have incredible chicken fingers. They have great jerseys as well. And <laughs> the Capitals are wasting Ovechkin's incredible season because they've just fallen completely flat. And I don't know what's going on. Their goalie's been terrible. Ever since they lost Holtby, their goalie's just – they don't know what to do with them. I, my, my goal here is to learn names. I, I literally heard two names I've heard there. I do know that Tuco Rask is back. He's old, but yeah. He's but back. he's back. That's all I know. With the Bruins. I hate the I've Bruins. heard of McJesus. Yeah. And what's the other guy? Drysdale? Drysidle. Drysidle. Heard of him. Heard of Bennington. So I'm going to learn. that. This is my goal this year for the next five months is to learn the NHL. Also, the All-Star game, captains were released. Kirill Kaprizov was the, is for the Central. I swear to God, if Jordan Cairo and Vladdy Tarasenko aren't on that damn team, I am marching to Vegas, and we're having a we're I'm, I'm protesting it. Matt, will you join me? If Jordan Cairo is not on the All Star team, someone needs to join me in protest. And Here's the, so I want to get into the Blues because I think oh, Matt, we are pushing time, buddy. All right, I'll get, I'll do, do it real quick next time. That works too. In Caleb's, the Blues corner, are incredible. Caleb's hockey corner. The chemistry is immaculate. We have to come up with a better name than that. Yeah, so we will get into the Blues next time, I promise. Because, Caleb, hey, I wanted to give him more time on hockey, but, boy, we talked a lot about the NFL, which is great. Uh, Matt, once again, buddy, we really appreciate you joining us. I can't wait to see how our picks do. Y'all are wrong, and I'm all I'm right. I can't wait to see Russell come to the New Orleans. We have solved a lot of problems tonight. So I'm really <laughs> proud of you. Matt did create a lot of problems. Dylan Carlson Matt, style. 
Matt created whoa, a lot whoa, of issues okay. in episode one. Listen. So season two, off with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, hey, guys, once again, we'd like to thank you so much for, for joining us, as always. Uh, you guys are all the best. I uh, can't thank Matt enough. Uh, give him a follow on Twitter. It's really, he's on there all the time, at Matt2Frosty. Lot, lot, if you're into the fantasy sports, dynasty leagues, fantasy, all of that, the betting side of everything, Matt's, Matt's a good follow to have there. Also very knowledgeable on the NFL, although some of his takes, as we saw tonight, really bad. So there is that. But that's all of us. Right? You can follow us on at, at more underscore noble. Obviously, you can find, find Caleb at CalebNoble08 on there. Uh, one at one. Thank everybody. Really wish Caleb good luck here. We will be doing this. We're, we're used to doing this face-to-face. We're going to be doing this via uh, something AirPods and, and phones, and we'll figure that out as we go. But we're really excited to have, have season two off and running. You guys are absolutely the best. Look, enjoy Super Wildcard Weekend. Go Blues. Uh, Bulls are on a heater. So we yeah, got the, that the, running. Speaking uh, of the Bulls, they're up 44 to Detroit right now. Shout out to the Bulls. Um, Caleb, hey, look for Caleb riding the horse through Assembly Hall at the Illinois games. And, uh, we, we, hey, Kofi's going to bring home a natty for the U of I this year because okay. Caleb's going to be there. So, once again, Matt, thanks. You, thank you. Guys, we appreciate all of you. Stay safe out there. Take care of each other. Have an awesome next couple days. Cheers. The more you know, the more you know, the more you know, it's the more you know. Noble.